internet. Welcome back to the Fast Travel Lounge. My name is Patrick. You're listening to episode 52. Made it to one year's worth of content. Here to celebrate with me are Seth and Steve. So hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Bonjour. Always, always fine. Even, even really, for the 52nd episode, still just can't, can't just say everyone, huh? Why would I say that? But you know what? You're right, Pat. I'm going to start saying everyone in a different language. You're right. All right. Do you want to go in French or... Uh, let's start with Japanese. Minasan, eh? Wow, that's welcome. Welcome to the new how to say everyone in different languages. Okay, no, uh, hang by on. Yeah, Steve, so- sponsored by uh... <laughs> Duolingo. <laughs> no, I, I really don't want a bird holding a handgun. Okay, so everyone in French is tout le monde, and I apologize to the entire nation of France for butchering that pronunciation. And and Canada. I'm and parts uh, of Africa. Uh, we don't care about uh, yeah, Quebec. It is what it is. I am just going to make a note here for myself on how I want to introduce myself to the next episode. Well, this is going to be a train wreck when uh, Josh eventually comes back to us. Um, yeah, that that was that was crazy actually. So we're we're, we're all here from from last week, you know, as you heard in episode fifty one, and yeah, then that's how time works. <laughs> true, and then suddenly, uh, it was I think it was like the clown college headmaster that needed to needed to take some leave. Uh, was it? It was paternity leave, I think. But don't worry, the, the, the baby wasn't Josh's, but Josh had to step in as headmaster of Clown College. So, um, might be back next week, but were you, were you guys also surprised or did I just miss the memo on that, on, uh, on that one? I think we can all, I speak to everyone around here, but when it comes to the classy, Josh is always the headmaster. It wasn't me this time. <laughs> How good oh, is that? So that, that Steve, that was, that's disgusting, but I want to high five you. <laughs> oh, when Steve says it, it's fine, but when it's me... Hey, it's at, a least, at least it was clever. Well, firstly, it was clever. Secondly, we made it through. We made it through more than sixty seconds, which isn't what you were capable of doing last time. You um, introduced anyway. the clown college way earlier. <laughs> also, um, I'll, I'm also petitioning to bring back Bussin. So, would you say that classy reference was Bussin? No. Is this classy Bussin? It's Clussin. Sheesh! <laughs> for real, for real, no cap, etc., etc. Actually, almost sounded like, uh, well, at, le- at least on my end, it sounded like the microphone clipped on that sheesh. But anyway, uh, yeah, Josh will be hopefully back next week, uh, which unfortunately means we're still got to wait another week for that sweet, sweet uh, Pokemon Scarlet Violet that we're all going to be talking about here on Fast Travel Lounge. Uh, Quick, might as well do a quick update before around the lounge, though. Uh, where's everybody at? I've I've finished it, which I think was where where it was at last. Yeah, last, last week episode. you said you hit credits. Yeah, well, hit credits. Um, did as far as I know, everything in the post game, other than completing the Pokédex, and for that I'm three hundred caught, three fifty five battled. I think. Ooh, fuck, that's all right. Yeah. Me, yeah, I've, I'm, I've well, hit right, credits. Talking at the same time now, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I I've hit credits. Um, I've done a little bit of the post game, but not a whole lot of it. And yeah, I'm like two hundred and thirty deep into the Pokédex, two thirty five maybe. So I'm getting there. Yeah, I've hit credits as well. I did the post game, uh, and I'm currently in construction on my living decks. That's always fun. Just a bit of time. I think I'm at. Uh, 300, I think. Uh, I'll probably have to jack some poor kid's Scarlet copy he got so I can get those sweet, sweet exclusives, but it do be like that, especially with Pokemon games. 
Yeah, you're going to actually need to jack a copy so you can get your own living Kurid on. There's like yeah, link codes and stuff, or I can just go over to your house and brick you. I've been confused by that because if you trade it away, do you just no longer have a motorcycle? No, no. Uh, so, which I guess spoilers. I'll beep that out. But but then what if you? No, I, I don't know that's that's further interesting. Spoiler, I haven't done that. Okay, there is something more for me to do in that game. Sweet. Uh, well, anyway, uh, as I as I said, hopefully that discussion will come will come next week. Uh, yeah, apologies. And uh, on the back of that, <laughs> it's basically all I've been doing. So uh, this might be a shorter episode, but we'll see how we get on. So in the absence of Pokemon around the lunge time, Steve, what have you been up to? I have been dividing mankind in Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Um, it turns out I do, do you play as the divided mankind, or are you the divider? Well, technically, you're in a, a, a heavily augmented human being, so the actual division, as it would mean to imply in the game's title, is he's just divided, um, and you can hear the air quotes I'm using, between his humanity and him actually being a real-life robot. Oh, so it's the canonical destroy ending to Mass Effect 3. Yes, and it's set in uh, Prague. Just Everybody like wants Mass to Effect 3. <laughs> uh, no, so the ghost good. really was. Uh, Seth, what have you been up to? Mostly Pokemon, but I've also watched a couple of movies here and there. So this week I'm going to talk about Enola Holmes, which is a fairly recent movie and a sequel came out this year. Is the sequel already out? Yeah, the sequel came out earlier this year. Oh. I will get to that at some point. You know what? I will too. <laughs> we, all, we all get to everything eventually. How have you been doing this last week, Patrick? Anything new for yeah. you? Yeah, what the Pat doing? <laughs> what the Pat doing? Uh, good question. <laughs> I, um, so got to credits last week in Pokemon, basically still only really been playing Pokemon there. Uh, yeah, so ran, ran around, um, picking up, so, well, doing some easy pickoffs for, uh, my, not, maybe not living decks yet, but Pokédex. Uh, but while, uh, while doing that, uh, went through the entire series of Silicon Valley just to have something on on the second screen, uh, which quite enjoyed. Probably. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, about... whoa, 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 what? whoa! You play like uh, your switch on like a monitor or something? At your, yeah. At your battle station. Ah, oh, interesting. Uh huh. In, in my in my little in my little uh, licensed Yu-Gi-Oh dual disc. That's what a switch is, right? It's <laughs> not split up as much. <laughs> exactly. Keep putting cards uh, into the USB C slot. Keep yelling at <laughs> me. Summon. <laughs> um. Yeah. So did that, and uh, also on the back, I actually have no idea when this game came out, but. Uh, a friend recommended uh, a couple months ago uh, how to snail uh, as uh, just as like a, a fun indie game, which I've started and I'm maybe halfway through, uh, but I've uh, not heard of this at all. No, must be uh, slow as a snail on that one. eh? Yeah. <laughs> so, so slow. Um, I would rather wait to actually, yeah, this is kind of the, the, the round the lounge of me having like played a little bit of a lot because, um, yeah, haven't finished How to Snail, so I want to finish that before I review it. Finish Silicon Valley, but there's not really a huge amount to talk about. Before we move on, so if you Google How to Snail in um, uh-huh. using everybody's favorite search engine, Microsoft Bing, what? Um, you just, just get snail farming tips. That's not Ask Jeeves. Well, you got to get those reward points up so you can buy bootleg DLC from the Microsoft store. <laughs> That's why I use it. That's why. Got to do actually. my rewards points today as well. Um, I like Microsoft. And uh, played more Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart. Did you finish that yet or not yet? I don't think so. I think I'm close. 
I'm uh, I'm I'm in the anomaly where the dimensional key is hit, where the where the, where the dimensional map is hidden. Okay, yeah, game, you're pretty close. The game feels like it's 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 coming to coming to the end. Yeah, you're getting there. Getting there, sweet. Uh, yeah. So I will review some or all of those at some point. Maybe I'll hit Silicon Valley for five minutes at the end, depending on how we go for time. But uh, before we get to that, why don't we start with? But 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 uh, spin the wheel, Pat. I I I did. It landed on Enola. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Enola Holmes is a movie that came out 2022. Uh, no, 2020. Sorry, 2022 is when the sequel came out. Our favourite uh, 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 actress from Stranger Things, Millie Bobby Brown, is playing Enola Holmes, the uh, titular character in this movie. She is the sister of everyone's favourite detective, uh, Sherlock Holmes. And this is just kind of like, kind of uh, putting a spin on the Sherlock Holmes uh, storylines of going, Hey, you know what? What if he had a sister that was equally as smart as him um, and was kind of like pushed off to the side for 16 years of her life and uh, um, suddenly got thrust into his life because her mother disappeared? Well, what would it be like if that happened, Seth? That's a very odd set of circumstances. It is an odd uh, set of circumstances and um, the answer is complicated. Because so before we get started, I realize I've been asking a bunch of questions and my microphone's been on mute. Oh, sh- um, okay. So I'll just start saying all my questions again very funnily. So who plays Sherlock Holmes? Uh, Henry Cavill. And the Witcher himself, eh? Well, not anymore. Superman himself. The guy that, that guy loads from- his arm. <laughs> yeah. His yeah, arms. Bet me, bet me to it. The, the Mission Impossible arms reloading man himself. Arms impossible. Yeah, sorry. I, I did mean to interrupt. Continue. Actually, can we agree if they do a live-action movie of arms after the success of Super Mario Brothers that we get Henry Cavill to play um, uh, Spring? Everyone. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just for that, I'm going to Google Spring world's yeah, Spring longest Man. arms. Chris Clemens. I don't know who that is. I don't know why I thought I know these people. Um, well, never I mean, mind. They, they, they get a player. cameo, surely. Maybe. I don't know. Probably a lot of basketballers have long arms. Getting all those alley-oops. All those um, slam dunks. Anyway... Here we are derailing Sherlock Holmes. Actually, we'll derail you one more time. I've read all of the Sherlock Holmes books because I was a weird teenager. Uh, He's just on a roll fav- today. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, so, yeah, no, continue. I will sit here and critique you. Um, I, don't, I don't know what I would be critiqued on because um, I, <laughs> I haven't read the books myself. I want to. They're a fucking slog. I'll tell you that much. Oh, okay. So it says this uh, this movie specifically is based on The Case of the Missing Marquess, an Enola Holmes mystery by Nancy Springer. I think it's pronounced Marquis, my dude. Did I, what did I say? Marquess? Yes. Marquess Brownlee. I don't know who that is. Steve, Steve um, making fun of my pronunciation aside. Um, so, <laughs> so, so the setup of the movie is that uh, Enola's been uh, raised in isolation with her mother for about 16 years. and. Uh, um, her mother's, like, taught her everything. She's made her extremely book smart. She's taught her chess. She's taught her how to defend herself with jiu-jitsu. And she, basically making her a strong, independent woman. And uh, uh, on her 16th birthday, her mother goes missing and she gets left in the care of Mycroft, specifically. Like, Sherlock is there as well, but Mycroft is technically the legal guardian and he finds her to be brutish and uh, unsophisticated and unladylike. So he's very um, tradi- uh, traditional 
and he wants to go send her to a um a girls school where she'll learn how to be a proper woman and be the perfect wife for someone and his entire vision for her is she'll go off and get married take someone else's name go have kids and that'll be her life and she absolutely despises that and um wants to get away from that as much as she can so she runs away from home uh and gets caught up in a mystery uh, about this, uh, this boy get try uh, getting getting uh, multiple times attempted to uh, uh, murdered um and uh, yeah the mystery is on why he's uh, being uh, why they're trying to murder him uh what is happens- the mystery is the mystery not like why they're so terrible at murdering what seems like just your standard run of the mill kid uh no not really it's more why do they want to murder him though no one well, cares I mean, about that, why that's... they're so bad at it yeah i mean there's hardly like when i get in my car <laughs> It's not about why I want to run down the kid. It's just that if it happens, I don't. It's not attempted. No, no. This is very much more about why it happened rather than the act of it happening. Interesting angle. Yes. Yeah, it's a different angle to take, I guess. Um, but yeah. So, is, is, while- is, is there is is there a point where she's quizzing the boy on on why so many people are trying to kill him, and then he explains it, and then she turns to the camera and just like Jim stares straight in the camera and says, "Stranger things have happened." Not that specifically. Um, but she there there is four four breaking in this movie, and she does stare into the camera every now and then and make comments. So so she does Jim stares, but even more in your face about it than a Jim stare would be. Yeah, but well, does she specifically say the they, line, they stranger things have happened? She does. I, I do not recall her ever saying stranger things have happened. No. Which, so which this is takes a shame. place before stranger things. <laughs> Interesting. It, it is in the 1800s, so yes. So canonically, this is the prequel to stranger things. Yes, Millie Bobby Brown somehow time travels from the 1800s to 1980s and the ages. <laughs> I mean, to Mm. be fair, you're walking along and your time machine says 1980s and you accidentally hit 1890s because you're dyslexic and you're like, oh, I guess I'm in all the homes now. (laughs) Wait, but then wouldn't this make this a sequel? (laughs) Hey, I don't know, man. It's your story. (laughs) Is this why Steve's critiquing me? Is this my story now? (laughs) When did I I write a Hollywood movie? Well, really, it was called um, Seth Holmes, but I think that changed the name, didn't they? Wait, 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 Seth, Seth, Seth. Yes. Jim, Jim, stare into the microphone and say stranger things have happened. <laughs> stranger things have happened. <laughs> Holy shit, did, was that, did, chills. Anyone else? Chills. Man, that was, that was the best p- piece of audio content we've ever done. <laughs> there, I said it, I said it. And, and you know he's serious too, we've done, we've, we've, after this we'll have done 52 episodes. Mm, te- te- technically 50, like 4 or 55 if you count ones that will never see the light of day, but... Some, some on purpose, not seeing the live days, some accidental, and we're kicking ourselves for it. It do be like no, that. No, we're not kicking but... ourselves. <laughs> it do be like that, though. But yeah, um, uh, while she's trying to figure out why this guy is getting, get, um, why everyone's after this guy, she's also trying to find out where her mother's gone, and because uh, her mother taught her really good word games uh, trickery, um, she finds out that her mother's been leaving clues in newspapers for her and she's been using those to try and track her down. So, yeah, that's all I kind of want to say about that without getting too deep into spoilers for the movie. But overall, I thought it was a really good movie. It um, it's, it kind of highlights, like, it, it tries to highlight a turning point in England 
fictional, of course, but um, like um, a turning point for uh, making women's rights happen and just trying to use uh, this movie to highlight that a little bit. And that's that's pretty, pretty fun as well. Pretty good to see. And yeah, just having uh, Millie Bobby Brown actually does a really good job in this. Like she kills it in Stranger Things and she's killing it here as well. Sweet. Uh, the only thing. Whoops, sorry, I was what? muted again. Fucking, it was so wrong with my, oh, my brain. I'm like, <laughs> sorry, that's, pro- uh, that's probably me just making sure that you shut the fuck up for minutes yeah, on end. Probably um, for the best, to be honest. When when was the sequel out? A uh, sequel came out this year. Yeah, but like when this year? November the fourth, my friend. Okay. Oh, so it's really so, recent. I thought it was yeah, a little really recent. Young. That, yeah, that, that's I knew it was I coming out. I thought I thought it was coming out later. I, it's definitely on my radar because I really enjoyed the first one. Because I remember um, seeing. Uh, because there, there's been quite a lot of, um, I guess you call it like behind the scenes footage of Stranger Things, I guess season four, and like them filming it and them having a good time on set and stuff. And the only thing that I know about Nola Holmes, uh, specifically the sequel, is that there was some interview that came out where Millie was like, yeah, I try to like have fun and be a goofy kid with Henry on set. And Henry's just like, shut the fuck up and do your job. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That- oh, I... I, I oh. I, not, not, not that mean. But not, like, is, yeah, not, not in like a harsh way. No, no, like, no, Henry hey. is very much like, just stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, let, yeah. Me, <laughs> let, let, let me reload my arms in peace. <laughs> I've got to go home and play The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> i got to record another PC build shirtless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can we talk about for wait. a minute how it's unfair that a man that handsome is into so many things that are typically considered for nerds? No. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're all gonna make it, fellas. How old? How old's in Henry Cavill? That's uh, been my, give, give, my me, give me one six. second. He is yeah. thirty-nine. Fuck yeah, fuck we are ages, fellas. I was talking to the. I was at the gym today, and I was talking to the trainer, and I'm like, "Yeah, I've got two days to." Um, Did you reload your arms? No, I didn't. Um, but I, I'm like, I've got two days to get ripped in a, with an eight pack and get four percent body fat, and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, and, right, and then he's like, so PC build shirtless though? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm a console gamer, so sit on the <laughs> couch right, playing so, console so shirtless. Once, so, so once your Xbox gives up and dies and you have to replace parts of it, you can just do that shirtless. I think that voids a warranty. <laughs> the, the, the trick is not to shower for like three days. And then in the video, we can't tell if it's an intentional shirtless build or if it's just another upset angry gamer. <laughs> 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 All gamers smell the same, so there you go. That's, that's Cavill's worst floor. He probably stinks. That's why my gamer branded deodorant didn't take off. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it's it's uh, the the Henry Cavill being a huge nerd thing is similar, but but very very different energy to Ronda Ronda Rousey being a huge Pokemon fan. Yeah, and or, she, um, she is, but like it's she's also on, like, a huge um, Dragon Ball fan. She loves Vegeta. And there was there was someone else who's also. I don't know if they were as high profile in UFC, but they're also just like a big, maybe, maybe it was just like a big anime fan or something. And they, they, they kind of look unassuming, like, like, um, uh, not, not lanky, but not like could kill you with one punch type thing. And so, you know, uh, def- like them in defense mode, them like having fun goofing off and talking about anime and then them in attack mode is them like beating you to death with your own arms. <laughs> Are you talking about the guy that, um, after knocking someone out in UFC, he got a hat, put it on backwards, and threw a Pokeball at his opponent while they went down. <laughs> what? I don't know if all of that oh happened, but I know there gosh. was a guy that, like, 
while his opponent was down, he threw a ball at them like it was a Pokeball. Holy shit. That's amazing. Was it just a Pokeball? Or, because, I mean, you know, unless, I guess, uh, no, but hang on. That do- wait, wait, wait. Hang on. It doesn't work. If the opponent's knocked out, then, then well, if, if the Pokemon's fainted, you can't catch it. Uh, maybe like a flinch is probably the best word. Yeah, he, he does. He does. It's, um... I'm going to have to download this and put this on the video version. Yeah, yeah, they pass him a, they pass him a Pokeball hat as well. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I, it might be the same guy. I don't know, but it's just, it's just funny where there's like this Michael weird Venom. intersection. Michael Venom Page. The, the, the name means nothing to me, but oh, okay. uh, it's, it's just interesting that there's this like set of like people that I aspire to be in terms of people that you don't think are nerds but are secretly huge nerds and you look at people that you think are nerds and are huge nerds and you go you fucking disgust me get out of my way <laughs> and also shower please mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, that's funny that's yeah. why i only order digital these days don't have to get um have a shower or anything there i said it you're just lucky the that the uh game that game pass doesn't require a breathalyzer but for like bo um right anything um, more that you uh, want to mention? Odalizer. Anything more? We'll, we'll work we'll it. It, I, I think it's like an 8 out of 10 movie. I, d- I thought it was really enjoyable and I recommend people check it out, which is why I didn't want to go too deep onto spoilers for it. Just kind of give a setup. Is that the one that was done with Netflix? Because I think yeah, it was I done with Netflix. Two being available on Netflix. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Nice. Both of them were done through Netflix. Sweet. All right. Well, um, now we get to uh, see if... Steve can divide opinions as much as much as he divides mankind. Deus Ex, take it away. All right. All right, fellas. When you close your eyes, really? it's story Nothing? time. Well, Patrick, that was such a good segue. Oh, don't worry about it, guys. Thanks. It was only, man, you know, I've only I been really, thinking oh, about man. it constantly for the past 15 minutes. Yeah, they should really call it Patrick X. Patrick divided. Fuck, I should have said Patrick divided. Fuck, give me... Oh, whatever, it's fine. Um, all right, story time, fellas. Close your eyes. My eyes are wide open. All right, cool. It's an audio medium. So it's, it's <laughs> 2017. Um, oh, God. Bring me back. It's a simpler time. Twitter wait, wait. is still not owned by the Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you see Deus Ex Mankind go on sale for $22. And you think, I really enjoyed the first Deus Ex. Or oh, as in the reboot Deus Ex. Human Revolution. I'm going to get this. Human Revolution. Thank you very much. I struggled for a bit. I really enjoyed playing that. I'm going to get this. So you pay the money, you bought it online, so you wait for it to download, and then you move out of home, and the house that you're living in has no internet. No drama. You plug it in, whatever, it's already downloaded. Uh, you go to boot it up. Sorry, you need to be connected to the internet. Oh, no, not console DRM. Yeah, and this is in that weird pay, that weird stage where like nobody really cared about it just yet. Um, it's changed now, thank you God. Know, you but, know, when they were first announcing the Xbox One? Yeah, fuck well, it's, it's different when it happens to me. Um, <laughs> so then so after paying this $20 for this game, you play it and it says literally no. So I lived at that place for six months, so oh well, I'll just keep it installed on the Xbox and I'll eventually get to it. Uh, now fast forward to 2022. You've gone through, you've upgraded to an Xbox Series X. Uh, you've gone so through life two is going X- pretty poorly, huh? Like, <laughs> it's going pretty really kick, kicked you when you were down. First 2017, now this. Life is strange, some might say. You own a Series X, you also own a Series X fridge. Well, okay, so, so before you get the Series X, you get the Xbox One X. 
um, you get the Glacier White edition. You go through two of those because they just uh, have hard drive problems and Microsoft replaces Steve, Steve, them Steve, with, with free. You, you and anyone else is listening, yeah, this might be rock bottom, but it's okay. It's always darkest just before the dawn. You can only fail <laughs> yeah. upwards from here. Yeah, and then the Xbox Series X comes out, so then you get that. And you're looking at games to download. Okay, so um, I lied. So there was something under <laughs> rock bottom. You just hit it, but don't worry. With, with, with help, uh, we can turn it around. There's the still Series time. X is the flotation device. So on launch day... Something that you're... big and that heavy, I don't think can be a flotation device. It's not heavy. You're just weak. There's too much Microsoft bullying. Can you, we please remind the listeners that some of us may or may not be financially invested in their success? I thought you sold all of it. I've got like one share and it's worth like three dollars. Um, it was like not even one share; it's like half a zero point two of a share. Okay, we'll, anyway, s- we'll stop for now because there'll be more Microsoft bullying in the news docket. Oh no! <laughs> well, I've got shares in Sony because I'm double dipping. Um, <laughs> Where's all the shares in the PC market? <laughs> When's the PC two coming out? <laughs> anyway, PC so, yeah. so good it doesn't need a PC two. <laughs> keep telling yourself that. Anyway. So it's 2020, you've got the Series X, it's uh, whatever generation it is now, and you can finally... Am I married with a wife and kids in this, in the, in this hypothetical reality? No, that, that never happened, sorry. You never got married. Sorry, that sounds awesome. <laughs> you also didn't get a pay rise to match your, uh, your new needs. <laughs> the way you stress the word needs <laughs> is terrifying in that sentence. You got that doll with the gorilla grip. Um... So it's launch day of the Xbox Series X, you're looking for the games to download, and you download Deus Ex Mankind Divided. It sits on your console for literally two years, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to play it. Uh, And then so you do, and you're like, oh, this is okay, I guess. It is so much similar to the first Deus Ex Human Revolution that at one point I'm like, oh, did I, like as I'm going through the cutscenes, I was like, oh, did I download the wrong one or something? But no, and I can't really work out if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm, I'm think I'm about like 13 hours if, into it so far. If it far. wasn't broken, then they didn't need to fix it. Yes, but they haven't even changed any of the game mechanics. Like it's, they've, they literally, because in Deus Ex, for those that don't know, you're playing an augmented human, Adam Jensen, and the way it's like a RPG type of style of game where you get uh, points Praxis gets technically that you can use to upgrade your your augmentations. And as all the way these games do, um, you start off with all the upgrades unlocked, and then something happens, and you've got to be factory reset, uh, and you have nothing. Oh, you know, my but, favorite one of those is when you uh, open up Metroid Prime and Samus just lightly hits her back on the wall. I can't remember that far back. Um, good game, but uh, but then it turns out so you've got the same upgrades if you have as the first game, but then there's like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, because it's been a six-month progression since the last game, uh, you've got a bunch more upgrades. And there are these weird upgrades that are very powerful and uh, I choose not to use because I'm so used to the, uh, the game experience from the first game. I'm like, hey, I remember all these other type of things. I'm just going to put them into what I know because I remember it because it's been like 10 years and I still have weird muscle memory for that type of game. And I think that's the core of the problem with Mankind's Divided. It has played it so safe that it But it's not feels... even, like, notable on its own two feet. Yeah, it's, it's, 
notable on its, it's sorry, it's not notable on its own two feet. The things it does well are the same things that the first game did well. And while that's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just a little bit disappointing because they took no risk. Uh, the combat's essentially the same. You can either choose to uh, pretty much go all out guns blazing or go sneaky and sort of take everybody out without making a scene. And then you can find different sort of journeys around the little map areas are in to skip enemies. Uh, the hacking mini game is exactly the same to the point where I skipped through the tutorial and I knew exactly what I was doing. They didn't evolve that. Like it's an all right mini game, but it's a, you could have taken it a bit further type of thing. There's a weird sort of speech conversations, um, persuasion system. That's exactly the same as the first game. And it, Definitely feels like like it's just that weird thing of it feels it, played, it, it seems like it's iterative rather than built uh, making like a substantial sequel. Like they they just took the base of what worked and then just added more on top of it. Yeah, exactly. They've they've had a rectangular prism and they put another rectangular prism on the top and they've been like all of it. There's no change. There's no. They, they realized they could put the square peg in the square hole and the circle peg in the square <laughs> hole. Yeah, like it fits. And like, why would you change it to, or why would you get another hole out type of thing? Which is, it's just disappointing. Like, it's not a bad game at all. I'm actually really enjoying it. But it just feels like there's a lot of things that it's like, okay, this, like the inventory system, I think is pretty dated um, because it's, it's one of those ones where it's like, you've got a certain amount of squares and items take up a certain amount of squares on the screen type of thing, if that makes sense. Uh, so for example, I think you start off with, 60 squares and a gun will take up about between 40 or six, uh, 40 to 50. So that if you're carrying a gun, you've already used a lot of your inventory space unless you upgrade your inventory um, carrying capacity. And then it sort of works like that. And it just feels a bit antiquated. They could have done it like a, the Skyrim Oblivion fallout way where it's like it's weight, but this is like space. And then you don't really have autonomy of that space. Um, well, that I'm aware of anyway. Because there's a couple of times that I've gone to pick up something and it's like, oh, you can't carry this. But I know if I reorganized my bag in a certain way, I'd be able to pick it up and it would fit. But it doesn't let you do that. Not that I can see anyway. Uh, maybe PC gamers with their mouses and clicks and all that kind of stuff can do it. I haven't found a way to do it on the Xbox. So I've just upgraded the carrying capacity. I mean, but yeah, that, so even- that sort of makes sense though, right? Because you, you can't, like, let, let's, let's say, a, uh, a, I don't know, a thing of Eclipse Mints takes up one square. You can't really carry more than, I mean, even 60 Eclipse Mint boxes might be kind of high, but, uh, like, you'd be able to manage the weight of that many Eclipse Mint boxes. It would just be really hard to, to like, carry them all. Yeah, I guess maybe, maybe in real life, um, but this is a video game. So, uh, it's, it's just uh, a frustrating gameplay mechanic that carried on from the first one. Maybe people like those games. Maybe they do. The, this the question that I not. have is that I, so I, um, I think I have Mankind Divided somewhere, probably in a Steam library or something, but uh, I haven't played it, but I really enjoyed uh, Human Revolution. Unfortunately, because of how old it is now, I don't remember the, st- I remember bits of the story. I don't remember a huge amount, but I seem to remember the ending of it being fairly self-contained, right? It didn't leave I, I don't remember feeling at the end of Human Revolution that I really wanted, that, that I needed a part two or that, that there were still unanswered questions. So what, if it's basically the same game continued, how does it address that? Well, and, and see, this is sort of my 
thing with it as well. I couldn't really remember, but it, it is really good. Like it, when you start up a new game, it does say, do you want a recap of the previous game? And I was like, yes, I do. Um, so essentially it ends with uh, Adam Jensen stopping the Illuminati's plan of uh, having all the augmented human beings go nuts and killing everybody essentially. But he stops it like a little bit too late. So they have run rampant a bit uh, and it is sort of picking up where that sort of left off with there is a very big divide between those that have uh, augmentations and those that do not. And it's, I think it's actually used in the game. It's kind of like a weird uh, cybernetic apartheid. Like those that. Seth, Seth, didn't, didn't Infamous 2 do this? Infamous 2 kind of touched on that. Very, 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 um, it, it was the main focus of the story, but it yeah. felt like it was also kind of an aside part that wasn't focused on too much, if mm. you know what I mean. Um, it, like, the, the whole, the whole premise of the villain side is that the, um, the superpowered people are going to be against us and take over and we as unsuperpowered people need to band together and, uh, kill them all. Um. But at the Logical same t- response, really. Yeah, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like that was um, focused on as heavily as it could have. It was just that is the vill- villain's motivation. Well, it sounds like it's very sort of similar to a Deus Ex. It's, it's just interesting that it all came out yeah. at the same time because I'm also thinking um, uh, Legend of Korra season one, where um, Aman was oh, like, yeah. uh, it was like, you know, we we must we must all be equal. I must take away all the all the Bender's powers. And then at the end, it's like, actually, I'm just a waterbender that knows bloodbending and can fuck with people's chi. Psych! And then... Yeah, what uh, a scam that was. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only, thing I rem- uh, the only thing I know from Legend of Korra was the fact that, oh yeah, there's this one guy that knows bloodbending and it's fucked up. Mm. It's pretty old. That's all. Wait, 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 wait. Of all the things that you could have possibly known about Legend of Korra, why is that the one thing you know about Legend of Korra? I don't know. It's just... The one time I saw a clip from Legend of Korra, it was the guy that was doing bloodbending coming in and just fucking up someone's entire body and making it bend all over. She rides a polar bear dog called Naga and you're like, yeah, so there's this bloodbender. <laughs> bloodbending. They, co- have, they, they have the sick, um, oh shoot, uh, I don't remember the, the I also sport. Know, I also know the sport, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they have the, the sick sport and everything and you're like, so the bloodbender dog. <laughs> Listen, bloodbending is kind of fucked up if you think about it. Airbending, well, at the same t- Airbending is also kind of fucked up if you think too hard about it. Well, th- just that's take, just the, take the air out of someone's lungs. What are they going to do? Breathe in? Well, no, well that's, that's one of the, guy, one of the guys does it's, that. It's, like. it's funny you mentioned that. I feel like you have actually seen Legend of Korra and you're just fucking yeah. with me because that's literally the plot of season three. I or, haven't. Man, that's the best I've only seen little bits season. of season one. Three, three or four? Uh, how many seasons of Legend of Korra? Four. There's four. There's four seasons. There's four. Yeah. Because the first was, one's about oh, like- Oh, because Kavira is the fourth one, yeah? Yeah. And there's a time skip after the third one. Yeah, it is Kavira, yeah. And she yeah, has yeah, a show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so Zaheer, Zaheer taking out the Earth Queen is, uh, is season three. Yeah. So congratulations, Seth. You've um, stumbled your way through like multiple major plot parts to media <laughs> that I consumed in the, in the 2010s. And you're- <laughs> I'm saying them as jokes. <laughs> 
Yeah, you're saying them as jokes and me me trying not to talk Pokemon spoilers but wanting to say your hidden abilities unaware. <laughs> okay, that was good. That was really good. Thank you. See, unfortunately, I I now <laughs> I now have more respect for Seth because I keep I I'm, I'm now imagining him as a Clodsire, which I mean, Based. Res- res- respect goes up, but I j- I don't know if I can I don't know if I can do that. Ground uh, ground poison and water absorb. Thank you. I will no, take be, this it'd W. Be, it'd, it'd, it'd be unaware though. I know, but the the chance to have water absorb so it just takes away one of my weaknesses. It's also kind of nice. Grass <laughs> grass have to enter the chat. Actually, no grass poison. Uh, yeah, ground poison type. resists grass. Unfortunately, hmm. yeah, ground ground does not resist ground. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like triple effect. Four times. Anyway, back to human revolution. And by human revolution, I mean mankind divided. I'm getting confused here. Um, it is, in- is weak to ground, water, psychic, and ice, but with the water absorb, it takes away that water weakness. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, uh, mankind divided. <laughs> Veluza has entered, entered the chat to fuck up Clodsire's day. Oh, base Pokemon, actually, yeah. on my take. Anyway, yeah, anyway, mankind divided. Uh, the story is very good. It has a lot of like weird themes in a sense of uh, the discrimination faced by people with augmentations is like, hmm, this is, uh, you're really putting augmentations in the place of people of color, eh? Uh, and it, but it does it in like a, a good way. Of, and, and like it, an over the top, like beats you over the head with the analogy type way. No, not like that. It's just. Wait, when, were we, when did we start talking about uh, Detroit become human? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what it's, do you it's, mean? I thought we were talking about It Takes Two. Anyway, have you even played that yet? I have. Patrick I, has, I waiting, haven't. I've been waiting for you guys to finish it so we can talk about it. It was Game um, of the Year last year, and I said I finished it like four months ago, and I had thoughts. Josh and I still need to finish it. We got half but Maybe we'll play with Seth instead. You busy, Seth? Uh, busy with Pokemon. Oh, all right. I'll take that to know. <laughs> Fine. I'll play with Josh. Fine. Uh, yeah, anyway, Mankind Divided. Um, the story is like fantastic. It has a, it feels, I wouldn't say the word real, but you can definitely tell it has used real world inspiration for things that have happened as a way to uh, tell its own story and narrative. And I can sort of see it getting a bit, because I'm about at 12 or 13 hours to the game, I reckon. Um, it sort of does get to that point where it's like, okay, I'm sort of, Something surely something else is happening in this world apart from all this augmentation stuff. But because it has been such a big event, there has, and because ironically Adam Jensen is completely augmented to the point that he no longer has like a body or anything, everything's just metal. It's sort of, but no one gives him a hard time for being augmented. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm the main character. Like, nah, I'm all right. But as opposed to you walking through the street and like guards are just hassling people with like prosthetic arms or. Asking their permits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I, I I really like the story. I think it's very engaging, especially probably even more so because it gives you that recap of the first one. I would probably recommend playing the first one and then seeing if you enjoy it before playing the second one uh, because it's essentially more of the same. It just sort of takes the story a bit further, but not really the gameplay. But the gameplay solid, I guess. I'm just a bit disappointed. Nothing different. So and what you're uh, saying is my- it wasn't worth the five-year wait? <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't worth the five-year wait. It just feels a bit like I was hyping myself up. And then this game, I recall anyway, it was genuinely well-received. But 
Obviously, there, nothing's really happened is, because there's been no other sequel. Like, is there a moment did. when you can make a god's wish come true when he says, "Crazy how the, thou how like our buddy I don't know Jared or whatever his name was got killed by a vending machine, and it just so happens that there's a vending machine around the corner from the god that's saying that, and it just so happens that you have the I can pick up vending machines augment." And when no, that yeah. happens, does Adam Jensen Jim stare into the camera? And he says, and he says that, that this is how we revolutionize humans, and then throws the vending machine. This, you truly will be a vending machine divided, and he rips it in half. <laughs> but no, it's it's a moment in um, when you're in um, Shanghai in Human Revolution, where there's just like two guards standing by a door, and one of them's like, "Yeah, killed by a vending machine, absolutely crazy." And so you walk around the corner, pick up the vending machine, and you're like, "Well, it's your lucky day." Uh, I'm sure that was funny. Memories. Um, but yeah, I recommend it. I'm probably given it how much I've played it. Probably a seven. I think really the I've set my expectations high for this game. I think I expected it to revolutionize the first game, and it doesn't. It's more of the well, same. Well, no, that that was what the first game is: human revolution. No, revolution, revolutionizing humans. Yeah, it's it's not it's me in the title specifically. What you play the second game, you're like, man, mankind doesn't feel divided at all. <laughs> well, no, I, I feel that from but the second Steven's, game. Stephen's feelings are divided. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Yeah, there you go, Seth. You, you close the book. Let's let's give this train wreck of a review to a close. Go get it. Get it for cheap. Get the first one first. I'm not sure if the first one's actually available anywhere anymore. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's still available on Steam. That's what I played it on. Yeah, it probably is, to be honest. Um, but if you wanted it on like a, a better, more comfortable experience, like a console. Actually, the Xbox probably started. I think it came out for the Xbox One, actually. First one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Actually, it's kind of because that, that that was um that was IDOS, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, IDOS Montreal. Yeah, rest in peace, guys. Yeah. Or, no, I or think they're still the okay. It was a different IDOS branch that got shut down. Oh, okay. Really? Uh, well, it's it's got Square Enix all over it, so I thought they would, absorbed. Would hate to see IDOS. mankind divide the development studios. I said. Um. Boo. <laughs> Oh, speaking of um, good segues, Pat. Yeah. Do you have one for us? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I used all of my good segue juice in, um, in segueing from, from Seth to you. Uh, but given that we have a little bit of time and I've already mentioned that I'd talk about it, might as well hit Silicon Valley super quickly just because chances are I'm not going to bring it up again in future. Um, first of all, have either of you seen it? No. Um, the place or the TV no, no, show? no, it's uh, the TV series. Fuck, god damn it, Patrick. When did you uh, go on a trip to America? <laughs> I can't believe that that uh, Steve managed to get to go to the set of Silicon Valley. <laughs> well, actually, I didn't. That's in it's in California. It looks like, but it, it is. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm ripping you up now. Let's go. Uh, so yeah, you haven't seen it? No, I have not seen it. Yeah, cool. I'm just gonna look up when it came out. 2014. Uh, Premiered on HBO on my birthday, April the 6th, 2014. Wow, you better dox yourself there. It's probably like... Happy 8th birthday. Yeah, I can't believe you're (laughs) 8 years old. What makes you guys all perverts? We never sexualized you. What? Nah, you guys are talking about some stuff. Not appropriate. This podcast have an age rating? That's now (laughs) 8. What does that mean? I don't know. Move on. I, I thought that was a joke there, and obviously there wasn't. Hey, you were talking about that Gorilla Crypt doll before. 
I was gonna say, I don't think we've ever gone that insane, but then I remembered there was that whole MILF discussion at one point. <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> yeah, telling we're, uh... who, Josh? Uh, the people that made Silicon Valley. That was a great segue. It, it, it was, it was. Um, so it came out, uh, you're right, 2014. Uh, ran for six seasons. It's an interesting show. I... Weirdly, I, I wanted to watch it because YouTube and the gods that run that algorithm, um, every so often would just serve up like a clip from the show and it'd be like, oh, that's funny. And it's funny that it's now taken me to watch the entire series to realize that almost all the clips that it showed me were from like the final season or two. <laughs> and so it was quite organic watching the first four seasons going, I haven't seen any of these clips. Basically, it follows a... Uh, so first of all, with a name like Silicon Valley, you're probably thinking like some kind of docu series or some other kind of grounded reality thing. Not uh, entirely sitcom, like American sitcom style show about uh, a bunch of nerds that come up with a really cool compression algorithm and turn it into a, a startup in Silicon Valley. Uh, it's got a few people that I've recognized from some stuff, but I don't know if any of them would be considered famous. Like, uh, weirdly, I recognized the main guy from College Humor back when I watched that in, like, 20... College Ooh. Humor, where? Yeah, that, that was, like, Man, 2000... what are they doing now? 2009 to 2013-14-ish days. Um, he was on a couple episodes, I'm, I'm fairly certain. And, uh, oh, the other one, TJ Miller, who... I it Weirdly, it took me ages. So, TJ Miller plays... Um, Probably one of my favorite characters in the context of the show, Alec Bachman, just this bombastic, like, crazy guy up to just crazy fucking antics. Very funny to watch. And the whole time I was watching it, I couldn't figure out where I'd seen him before, but he looked kind of familiar. Uh, and it was only when I saw something recently about TJ Miller having a falling out with Ryan Reynolds over Deadpool 2. I was like, that's where I've seen him before. He's the bartender in Deadpool. Um. Saying it was over Deadpool 2 is kind of putting a putting putting it very lightly. Let's say there's a lot going on with T.J. Miller. I bet, and from and and it's sad because me watching him in Silicon Valley. So they they just fucking can him between uh, seasons. It's either between seasons three and four or seasons four and five. I think it might be between seasons four and five. And they just never like they they bring him up canonically in the show. But he's just never on screen again. Uh, and me looking through that was like, oh, damn, it's a shame. And so naturally I Googled like, hey, what happened? I assume it was like a less than amicable split. And then you look into it, you're like, oh, yeah, no, like the showrunners fired him because of all the drugs and alcohol he was doing. <laughs> you're like, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Don't, don't forget then, the sexual assault. Yeah. And then so when I looked it up in rel uh, like relative to Silicon Valley, that didn't come up. But the Deadpool stuff did, did, did surface then. It's like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> Definitely seems like uh bring like all of his problems are his own fault type operation. Um but, but he'll he'll say it was a two-way street. Yeah, but moving swiftly past that, I quite enjoyed it. I this is one of those separate the art from the artist type things. I really enjoyed him playing the character of Ehrlich Bachman, but it is kind of hard because I, I was luckily mostly blissfully unaware of any controversy while while enjoying the character i don't know if knowing tj miller's back's like sort of history now i'd be able to watch silicon valley fresh and be like oh 
like you know and, and, and enjoy it the same way so that's kind of a shame but uh what i recommend it um i work in tech and so i found bits of it i guess, I guess relatable and bits of it funny it's it's not like the let's just make an absurd reference for the sake of being quirky and zany like big bang theory thank god but bazinga. they also <laughs> bazinga wow. uh, but they they do um they do run into the issue of uh like the writing in parts is really good in how things come together like almost even sort of arrested developments and little parts of of things linking together and hooking up in in fun ways but then other times particularly in the season finales they just deus ex funnily that you talk about it this week but they deus ex machina the shit out of some season finales like jesus christ deus ex mankind divided <laughs> almost and they they do i swear this must be an american tv trope because i don't think i noticed this while watching other shows but then again i also, I also probably predominantly watch american shows but anytime it's a comedy and then the writers go but we need the audience to feel something they'll put like the 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 theme motif or something softly in the background of the of usually the main character speaking to make some kind of like um uh, some sort of poignant speech or some kind of like rallying cry and they always put the like motif under it and it's fine maybe it was just the speed at which i watched the entire show but by the like towards the end of the show they do it like once an episode and it's just like guys <laughs> uh really not earning favors uh but yeah overall i enjoyed it if you're into tech, it's probably something fun to watch. Well, if rather, if you're into tech and you like your job, it's probably something fun to watch. If you're in tech and you and you hate your job, probably <laughs> might might just lead to um, uh, Vietnam choppers and war flashbacks. But uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say on that. I also want to quickly add in that um, the show was created by Mike Judge, and I was I saw the name when like googling the show, and I was like. Mike Judge, I know that name. It's like I I know it's going to be someone in charge of something really great. Uh King of the Hill and Beavis and Butthead. Oh shit. That god damn it. I, I I never looked into it, but Mike Judge was also one that was like, I swear I know that from somewhere and just never looked it up. It was just oh, I assume it's just you know, like um particularly people that have worked on stuff i don't bother looking into as much as like when i see people's faces attached to stuff like i know them from something mike judge king of the hill that totally explains where i saw that um yeah who's he judging you mike uh -huh. uh, mike and steve i guess the entire state of texas with king of the hill i think That's uh funny. the the um on the other th i'm trying to think of a way to do this without being uh spoilery but uh Actually, I think we've been through this. Do you, uh, Seth, you've seen The Office now, right? Yes. The Office US. Steve, yes. have you? I have seen The Office US. So, um, the, the guy, uh, I don't remember the guy's name in The Office. The one who talks, uh, the one who, uh, like, is famously quoted with the shut up about the sun. Because he, he keeps getting called a, a vampire and he's, like, trying to go out with Aaron. The tall, lanky guy. Um, I know you're talking about because I saw it when I googled Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Well, the, what? His name's Gabe. Gabe. Yes, 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 that's right. Well, um, he, I guess, is just typecast to uh, always that sort of character archetype now. Of, because that, that's a similar... He's a much more well-intentioned but, uh, but similar kind of oddball character in Silicon Valley. And he fucking nails it. 
and uh, normally I hate the character that just does more and more surprising things throughout the show just to be zany for the sake of it. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Uh, I think it's lazy writing if uh, you have a character who sort of goes into monologues about just increasingly ridiculous situations of like, they seem like a, a well-adjusted person. And then when trying to give a comparison, they'll be like, so, you know, when I was growing up with my 15 brothers and sisters that were all fighting to death in, you know, and just sort of adding, it's, it's kind of like exposition that you don't need sort of thing. I, I find it to be lazy writing because it's, it's, you're, you're relying on the absurdism to get a rise out of people, but they oh, That's like it. family guy type of humor. I really like that humor. Maybe it's because they're talking it instead of showing it to you, like a Family Guy cutaway type. Yeah, of thing. exactly. I, I, th- yeah, I think a Family okay. Guy cutaway that that's what's reliant on the humor. Whereas in something like Silicon Valley, Jared, oh, sorry, the, so Gabe is Jared in Silicon Valley again, similar sort of character, and he does that a little bit in particular parts across all the seasons, where uh, he will just get stopped by another character from going into some kind of zany backstory, and. It's annoying because they're generally playing the situation as fairly tone neutral or like the other characters are fairly either deadpan or surprised that this is coming up. Whereas Family Guy, it relies on that. that that's like half of their humor delivery. So kind of annoying. But uh, there's one moment right at the end of the show where Jared just snaps. And it is one of the it is one of the best sequences of the show of Jared just going absolutely off the walls. And it must have been a riot to film that because I. I saw that and lost my, like, I saw that when that came up and lost my mind uh, while watching the episode. And then a few days later, after finishing the show, I went back and just watched that section again because it's so good. Um, But interestingly enough, that same guy, he is in The Other Guys, the film that came out into, shoot, when did The Other other Guys come out? I think that was 2011. Uh, Doing a quick Google on my other screen. 2010 even, holy shit. Um, He shows up for the briefest of moments to just be a generically sad character. And it was just one of those interesting kind of full circle moments because I saw the other guys first where he's only in it for like all of five seconds. Then I saw the office with him playing Gabe. And then I recognized him when I watched the other guys again. And then I see him in Silicon Valley. Anyway, um, this has been slightly longer than the five minutes chat that I wanted to spend on Silicon Valley, but that's all. It sounds I good. I think you might have convinced me to watch it. Yeah. I, it's, it's I not the same tech, so I don't sure how funny it'll be for me, but. It's the sort of thing that I really appreciated having on because I I watched it while playing Pokemon on the other screen, right? It's the sort of thing that I don't know it would have been engaging enough by itself for me to just sit down and watch episode after episode, but Uh, to just have on was really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, the same sort of thing with like Family Guy or The Simpsons or all that kind of stuff. Like it's good as long as it's, It's, yeah, it's background. It's background, yeah. Yeah. And that sort of, there are good moments, but if that is your primary primary source of consumption of it, um, it probably might be like it's a bit wasted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really good way of putting it. Uh, cool. Yeah, well, I have to say about Silicon Valley. And that takes us to the end of, unless I'm forgetting anyone, speak now forever, hold your peace. Cool. That means that we have made it to the end of part round for this week, which means we get to move on to part two for this week, which is, of course, the, say it with me, everyone, news. The audience question. Uh, close, Seth. Close. See me after class. Uh, uh, and starting with the news. Uh, so, I know that we talked about this. I I hope on a recent episode, might have been just in passing. But uh, we finally we can finally say we we have the numbers in. We have the numbers in front of us that 
Ben Stiller single-handedly helped God of War Ragnarok sell 5 million units in the first week. Don't forget the incredible uh, work from John Travolta and Shaquille O'Neal. They also helped carry God of War on their broad shoulders. They did, but only one of them was in a God of War, well, was in a, um, uh, a full-on cosplay of it. Yeah, Ben Stiller really did do, do a lot of legwork in that ad. Really committed to it. Uh, committed to the bits, I might say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess this shouldn't come as too much of a surprise. Uh, it's been very well received on every publication that you could, that, that even has a rating system for this game. I've played the first hour of it, and I have enjoyed what I've played. It's just... I, it's, it's the sort of game that I want to be really in the moment and appreciating all the detail of, and I just haven't had the time to do that properly yet. So I've just been playing other games that I don't need to pay as much attention to, but I you will know, absolutely like get Clank to- You know, like Ratchet and Clank and Pokemon. Well, Pokemon definitely, games. but it's why, it's why Ratchet and Clank, uh, it's why I haven't finished Ratchet and Clank yet, because Pokemon, you know, I, I, I can devote most of my time to the second monitor because, you know, I only need one eye to observe the 15 frames a second on that monitor, but- Jeez, that, uh, that's it. That's being generous. <laughs> that that was with the running in performance mode. Sorry, uh, meant, meant meant to say that with the graphics. Switch is performance mode. One forty four p. Um, the the p stands for performance. Uh, but yeah, rat ratchet. And, well, basically anything on a PS five. Any games that I have on a PS five. Um, I intend to spend more time appreciating the detail of. Anyway, that's a weird roundabout way to say I will be playing Ragnarok at some point. I will review it on here at some point. But I will also be playing it at some point when I get a PS5 and it goes down to $20. No way, me too. I will also be playing it at some point. Yeah, it's crazy. Did you get it or something? Or your brother got it or something? He, he did, but I've been playing other things, so I will not be getting like to Pokemon? Ragnarok for a while. Like Pokemon, playing the yes. game of life. And, you know, uh, we'll get to it soon, but uh, other games are coming out very soon that I will also be wanting to play instead of God of War. <clears throat> like what? Uh, really? We can do this now? No, obviously not. He went, he, he went quiet, so I, I guess we're not doing it. Um. No. <laughs> I, yeah, I set up a joke on the news docket, so we didn't have to go to that yet. Uh, anyway, uh, to, to round out the story, uh, based on units sold, sold 5.1 million copies in the first week, uh, being five days of release. Round, round of applause. That is a very good amount of uh, units. Do you think it's enough to make Josh not complain about peop- not enough people playing the game for it to be on Game of the Year? I, I think his complaint about it was it being very close. I was thought, like, what, I thought his, and then it's like, oh, game of the year, game of the year. I, I thought he also said it's going to be a game that is limited to a handful of people that haven't played it yet or will be locked to a single console. But maybe that's me reading too many into some of the messages. Hard to know. Hard to know what goes on in that enigma and that steel trap of a mind. Uh, but yeah, with 5.1 million sold in five days, that makes it the fastest selling first party launch game in PlayStation history. Uh, I'm assuming, I didn't look into this before before recording this, but I'm assuming it was previously held by Last of Us? Maybe? Maybe God of War 1? Uh, sorry, yeah, God of War. Like the, I, the I feel like Last of Us 2 hit some records. Maybe not the same records, but they definitely got some kind of acclaim. Which one, the number one, number two, or the PS5 version? All the remastered ones that came out on the PS4. <laughs> the, the HBO series based on the game, based on the movie, based on the game. Well, that comes uh, out anyway. in January. Yeah, it does, it does. Uh, anyway, uh, so um, I know that we just talked about how it was great that God of War Ragnarok just sold 5 million copies in, in five days, but 
those are rookie numbers because Pokemon Scars and Violence sold 10 million copies in its first three days. What'd you call it? Scarlet Violet. Why? Oh, they said Scars and Violence. So now I'm going to say that and take the joke because you didn't admit to it. It's a shit joke, Steve. What the f- Where, who? I'm dabbing. This Why? is me dabbing. <laughs> this is me dabbing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I guess this also shouldn't come as a surprise. Uh, there is, there is like, um, uh, what's, what's that? There's like, I was, I was trying to make some sort of frame rate, frame rate joke out of the number of people that bought it, but I realized that makes the frame rate seem really good. Do you uh, need to make a frame rate joke? Nintendo already made it with SMV. Fair enough. Uh, Patrick, to save your arm, to save your frame rate joke, I was saying that uh, the, uh, the game sold 1 million units for every frame that it's rendered so far. Pretty good. Pretty good. I like that one. Nintendo hired this man. Wait, maybe, maybe don't. I, I, I don't know. I've kind of lost myself in the joke a bit. Um, I have no idea. Do we know what the previous record was for Nintendo? Probably not. No idea. Game, let's be real. Yeah. I know that Arceus, Arceus did a lot. I don't think it, it certainly wouldn't have done 10 million in three days. Sword and Shield also did a lot. So did Sun and Moon. Every, every mainline Pokemon game basically sets another record. And it's a shame because they set records for their technical ability as well, but not in the good way. Uh, yeah, interesting space to see what happens uh, with that. But uh, yeah, sorry. Anyone else want to say anything on that? Otherwise, I'm. I'm we will save on. it for next week, but it is somewhat well deserved sales. We'll save it for next week. Uh, next up on the list, <laughs> um, there's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of chat. On, on this on this show, I'm sure on, on other a lot less of funny fast, jokes. Less le- less fast, less travely, less loungy shows that, that you may or may not partake in listening in. Uh, about Cyberpunk 2077 Edge Runners. And how that has single handedly uh, saved C D Project Red. It it may have in fact gaslit the entire gaming community at large. It it has. And to be honest, uh th- th- this next headline is that it has helped push CD Projekt Red to the best third quarter in their entire history. At this point, uh, is there anything that Edge Runners won't do? Like, if I, if, if, if I fall down and scrape my knee, can I get Cyberpunk 2077 Edge Runners to, to kiss it better? Because I feel like it, it, it would if it could. Only if you're CD Projekt Red. Right, okay. Do we um, think that this is half the reason? If I'm because- seeing Red, is that, like, halfway there? Are you bleeding red? <laughs> Do you reckon that it's the best quarter three because they've never released anything in quarter three before? Um, I have not read the article. I think they use, they released one of the Witcher games in the third quarter. I may be wrong about that. I mean, for, for me, it's always funny when, when you get, like, I, I call this sort of a nitpicky statistic, right? Like, I'm sure there are people that genuinely care about third quarter performance compared to other quarter performance. But to me, this has the same value as CD Projekt Red did, does its best uh, third quarter of 2022. You know, it's just like it's a it's a stat for stats' sake. Yeah. Like the, this the, this this is the, like me reading this headline now is the best part of the news segment that we've done in episode 52. Like it's it's effectively meaningless. It is, but it's just but it very also funny kinda... that it's 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 just very funny that it's all tied to to 2077 edge runners. Yeah, no, that's what I was gonna say. Like it is kind of a meaningless stat, but then. Uh, them being able to parade it because of Edge Runners is such a fascinating tale. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins out. I, 
I'm assuming the winner of the best anim- uh, best adaptation will be between uh, Edge Runners and Arcane. It'll be interesting to see who wins that out. I, I think it's it'll be the, Arcane, but Edge Runners kind of deserves it just for propping up a dead game so high. Do you reckon? Or there is no. Well, okay, cool. We're all talking at the same time. Never mind. Well, it's just you talking over me. But you know what? Oh, I'll let it slide yeah, this time, no, Steve. You know, I didn't want to talk anyway. No, done. No, oh, I'm sorry. Did this, I'm doing oh. an interpretive dance at the moment. Stephen, Stephen, I will ask. What were you about to say? I can't remember. Talk about him. <laughs> There's the one time I ask, and he doesn't even remember. <laughs> that's that's his first strike. Second strike, he mutes himself. <laughs> <laughs> Third strike, you kicked me out because I'm using a controller. (laughs) (laughs) Is anyone else trying to talk on top of anyone else? Yeah? Good. Kick him out. (laughs) Oh, God. He's using one of those headsets that plug into the Xbox controllers. (laughs) Um, They're fine. (laughs) Damn it. Um, What I was going to say was that uh, I'm biased in that I want Arcane to win. Um, Actually, no. I was going to say two things. One, that which I just said. Two, um, I realize now uh, that if there was ever a repeat of No Man's Sky in future, that we just need to make uh, an, an anime. Imagine yes. an anime propping up No Man's Sky. It, it would do incredible. It's, it's uh, again, we, we touched on this last week with the, the video game award announcements. Yeah. Mm. And that No Man's Sky being recommended for best community is fucking amazing it, to get I, nominated it, it for that It actually category. won last year. As well, even um, better. I, I didn't realize that it won, but so yeah. so I heard a fun fact from which I also like to listen to that every time uh, it doesn't sound fast or travelly. So, <laughs> so every time advertising them. So every time that <laughs> Seth bleep that out. <laughs> we'll do, boss. <laughs> anyway, so, so every time the uh, new No Man's Sky drop releases, um, No Man's Sky becomes uh, in the top ten Steam sellers. Like, it's, like, constantly. So, it had, like, what, thousands of players last week, and that's because of that new update, uh, which is, like, fantastic. And But it just shows that the developers are very sorry for how it released. And most and of the updates s- are free, right? I think all They're all free. There are yeah. no... As, there's not even any cosmetic items for purchase as well. Um, they have definitely made good on that. Meanwhile, uh, Anthem. <laughs> we tried, guys. <laughs> Back can, we not, can we not? Can we not? Can we not? You know how upset I am right now. Do we have? Does does anyone have stocks in EA for that game as well? How many people playing Anthem at the moment? All all I'm saying. All I don't I'm think saying, you can play Anthem at the moment. Yeah, aren't the servers haven't haven't they taken it down? I believe so. I thought I thought they they I thought they announced the end of life in like October or November. I'm pretty sure it's dead. They probably um, oh no, RIP to the realist. I mean, the flying mechanics were good in that game, but well, that's what I was going to wonder. So, uh, Anthem anime when? Oh, it's anthem, too late for that. Anthem's, uh, anthem's dead and you can't buy it anymore. It's too late. But uh, imagine, ima- like that, that, that would be the same as an artist only becoming valuable after they die. Think of how good Anthem anime could be where people go, holy shit, I really want to play Anthem now, and they can't. Anthem 2, Anthem Harder. I still think Anthem A was pretty funny. No one mentioned it, so I thought I might bring it back again. It's so like anyway, when someone uh, repeats a joke but louder, but it's the same person. Yeah, that's, that's literally but my they're, entire but they're on mute. Uh, next, uh, in the list. Dumb game. <laughs> um, I will need to pick the brain of someone who plays more Far Cry games than I do because I know they have a habit of releasing wacky DLC every so often. 
Um, the main one that I'm thinking of, uh, or maybe it was the first one that they did this with, uh, is it Electric Dragon or something from Far Cry 3? Yeah, Blood Dragon. And Blood I've, Dragon. Yeah, I think that may have been the only one. I'm not too sure. I thought they did one more after that. Oh, no, no. They've, it says they've continued doing them. Far Cry 4 had Valley of the Yetis and Far Cry 5 had Lost on Mars. Yeah, well, uh, they've, they've now rolled around into doing this with Far Cry 6, uh, where it's about interdimensional aliens. Nice. Not just that, uh, it seems like someone at Ubisoft really likes Doctor Strange. It seems it's like a lot Doctor of people Strange? in the gaming industry really like Doctor Strange. Why is it, what are you talking about? Is Ben the Doodle back a bit? Is he one of the characters in it? No, it's got a lot of, um, like, environmental shifting and special effects like the Doctor Strange movies have. Doctor Strange didn't invent that. I know it didn't, but it was prominent in Doctor Strange and everyone's doing it now that Doctor Strange did it. Oh, which movie did invent it then? I don't know, actually. Probably Doctor Normal. That was no, pretty no, funny. No, it was, it was Doc, Doc, um, wait, not Doctor. Nurse Weird. Doctor. It was Nurse Weird. <laughs> okay, that's funny. I don't think he's got a doc. I actually know he does. I was going to say he's got like a doctorate in philosophy or something. Not a medical practitioner. It'd be like the, those guys who, like, every so often you hear about a case that someone that managed to, like, fake their way into a medical practice and they've been doing so successfully for, like, five years. Which, to me, is kind of similar to not flossing at all, and then your dentist asks you, how often do you floss? And you say, oh, I floss, like, a couple times a week. And they say, oh, you should definitely be flossing more. And then you say, but you said that my teeth were great and that I didn't need to do any more flossing. And they say, yeah, I know, but it's just good practice to do that. So it's kind of like pick one, you know, like if, if you've successfully run a medical practice without a medical license, do you really need the medical license? How many teeth do you have, Pat? <laughs> You're getting really who's, specific. Who's, who's asking? You want, uh, you, want, you, want, you, want to come and, you want to come and try and take one? <laughs> no, tooth, it, it, it sounds fairy. like it's full of cavities. The tooth fairy does, uh, does like giving stuff out. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm really struggling to make it the only cavity that that you'll be left with is something joke, but I can't think of a, couldn't think of something funny enough. We're going to move on. But, uh, Seth, I think you're, are you the only one that's played six? Yeah, I think so. Me and Trin played it a little earlier this year. Yeah. You're excited for interdimensional aliens and, uh, Doctor Strange? Surprisingly, yeah, it looks pretty neat. Um, it's- mean surprisingly, yeah. It's a weird way to because the, because all the other DLC stuff, like the Rambo stuff and the, um, the Stranger Things ones were a little tame. And like I mentioned in, in those ones, a lot of their missions came down to go do a little bit of this uh, repeated area, do a little bit of a linear level, and then wave defense and more wave defense. Um, it was fine, but it was also a little repeti- repetitive. Um, this trailer actually shows new unique environments and uh, new enemy variety and things like that. So it could actually be... Uh, pretty well done thing. Uh, well done. Um, expansion, and it seems to be coming at a cheaper end. I think it was like twenty dollars, or maybe it was twenty pounds. Yeah, no, twenty dollars. So that that seems pretty fair to me, depending on how long it goes. And it's coming out December, so I'll definitely be keeping an eye out on that. But I also kind of want to point out that in the same article we're reading this from on our PC Gamer. Ubisoft also made a big list of things that are going to be included in the Stadia edition, which is this, this expansion won't be included in the Stadia edition, and the Stadia edition goes down in January. That's some bullshit. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Oh, well, like, what, what do they have to lose? I think the Stadia dies in January, and no, that's why. No. <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> wrong, wrong angle. I know what the Stadia players have to lose. I'm saying because it goes down in January, what does Ubisoft have to lose giving this as part of the, like, like bringing it to the, the platform where people are going to, if they like it, need to play it on another platform anyway? Uh, probably a lawsuit. <laughs> Imagine charging someone for content that's only going to last a month. Don't, don't what, look like at every Anthem. mobile game ever. Don't look at Anthem. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and there was this outrageous. Hey, um, hey, hey okay, guys, we're, 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 sun, we're sun setting our mobile game. If you have premium currency, be sure to spend it. Hmm. Can we get it back? No, you paid for it. Can I get an F in the chat um, for all the whales that have lost money? No. <laughs> Rare developer W. Um, oh, so, okay. something, something pretty cool, though, is that it says here, um, if you own the game on stage, yeah, they're working on ways to make it so that you just get the PC version through, hmm. through, through Ubisoft's connection, though. You have to go through their their systems to get it, but still, that's one way to transfer it. Better than nothing, and it is what it is. Like I, is it better than nothing? <laughs> yes. Then alternatively, you don't have the game. I mean, alternatively, Stadia goes down. You don't have a game anyway. Well, all right, you win this round. <laughs> all right. All I'm all I'm saying is. <laughs> anyway, uh, next up, couldn't think of a segue on the list. Um. There is something that looks like it may or may not get rollback netcode. Seth, can you confirm the rumors? That's the bad one, isn't it? No, that's the good one. Samurai Showdown rollback netcode test will be happening in January 2023. Back to you, Patrick. I was not ready for the segue. I was about to go and have a smoke break. I was expecting you to take like 10 minutes talking about how great rollback netcode. Okay, no, it's fine. Let me just put the cigarette Who out. Who smokes these days? All the cool kids are vaping. <laughs> What's the what what what's the the real surprising like not surprising one? There was one where they were talking about like outlawing or regulating vaping in um was it the Australia or the UK and they talked about regulating elf bars and to even just have a product called elf bar makes me cringe. I'm taking it from the silence that you guys haven't seen this, so maybe it was a UK thing, but it it may have been a UK thing. Yeah, because uh, because- vaping nicotine based products is illegal in the great country of Australia. For better or worse, that's not me to say I do neither. I am not cool enough to smoke, and I don't have enough friends to make. <laughs> so you just hit nicotine patches? No, I play video games. Both of yeah, those are too expensive to do. Potato, potato. Wait, video games? No, no, vaping and smoking. They're both too expensive to commit as hobbies. Yeah, no, it's, much, it's much cheaper to drop $120 on PS5 games, am I right, Seth? Exactly. I, I haven't done that yet. I'll get back to you about it when I do. Need to speed unbound is the only one that I'm contemplating doing that for. I don't think it's even going to be that much. It Wasn't it at like a discounted price? Uh, if it was, it was only discounted by like 10 bucks or so. But it Something was like that. At, at least on, on the NZ PlayStation Store, it yeah, was yeah, 100. No, it's a, yeah, it's 100 on Steam. Yeah, but so, I mean... I'm, I'm thinking PS5. It was either 110 or 120, and then Palace Edition's an extra 20 on top. You wouldn't download a car. Hey, I, I'd, I'd consider it. <laughs> as, as an animator, I have actually. You're going to jail. Weird flex. Um, uh, shit, man. There's just there's no nice way to segue the headlines this week. Fuck. God, half speaking the enjoyments of, I get out of. Speaking of 15, if you half that, you get seven. And if you round down, you get seven. Man, you really should be in charge of this, Pat. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, so to answer your question, Patrick, um, Need for Speed Unbound in Australia is $115 on PlayStation. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's, maybe maybe that... I will get it on Steam and save that $15. <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah, hey, your your prerogative. It's definitely tempting, but uh, as I as I mentioned um, last week, my your graphics my, card. My, yeah, my my old old girl starting to hit the minimum spec line, so uh, might 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 just have to fork out the extra fifteen for PlayStation. Anyway, um, King of Fighters. <laughs> the segue is just the headline. We're dealing with it. Uh, King of Fighters fifteen season two begins in January twenty twenty three. Uh, you play King of Fighters? I have it. I played the uh the beta tests, but I haven't played the actual game yet. Oh, so you need to catch up on the season one lore? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think I actually own a season one DLC as well. Like, I think I bought like the complete edition. But no, do you uh, reckon? Do you reckon when you when you open season two, they ask if you want a story recap of season one? Yes. I don't think the fighting game lore gets that deep, honestly. I think they stop at, like, the first thing and they're like, here's more characters. We will attach no story to them. Got a punch. Yeah, they, they came here, they punch good. <laughs> Everyone is here. Everyone punch good. Uh, right, so you're excited for season two then? Yeah, it, um, season two's adding in, um, uh, is adding in crossplay. So that's going to be extremely fun and healthy for the game's life. You want to play with the cross? That's a. It's dangerous. Uh, have you seen Mecha Jesus? No. Yeah, that 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 that's the new game plus character, and I'm I'm scared of him. Good, you should be. He turns water into wine, and he turns my, and, and he turns my uh my insides to my outsides. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, there's there's basically no new information for this. We already know about a couple of characters coming. Uh, we know about the cross plays coming with it as well. It's just. Now there's a date. It's coming January. Neat. January 2023. Neat indeed. Um, speaking of things coming soon, uh, Crisis Core. Fantastic game. Cannot wait for this. This is just a reminder that the game's coming out in two weeks. They just dropped the launch trailer. Uh, the voice acting is hit or miss. Um, they, they're still running with the remakes uh, changed cast. But yeah, no. Understandable. Excited for the game. It looks fantastic. My favorite part was when uh, Zack and Chocobo jump up and do a dive kick on an enemy. I might be getting this game. If it comes to Game Pass, let's be real. It'll come to Game Pass when all of the Final Fantasy VII bullshit comes out. The, and it'll be called the Finalist Fantasy. <laughs> I, hmm. I, will, I will appreciate hearing your opinion on the Final Fantasy VII remake games in 10 years. I'll be getting cool. them for free from Game Pass. Well, well, technically, uh, you're paying for Game Pass, so you're not getting them for free. You're getting them with your subscription payment. Yeah, technically, you're not getting anything for free because you got to pay to make yourself alive. So I don't have to pay to make myself alive. I just breathe. You want to be hungry? I can scavenge no. your food. Fucking rat. Seth, Seth, we talked about this. You really, you can doesn't mean you should. Look, all I'm saying is, there's an apple tree over there. If the Seth, apple falls down, Seth, we 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 left we left food out for you. All right, we. The last thing we need is for the neighbors to ring the police again. Now, now, I, you, you say left food out, but it's just a box of uh, crackers. Those were Animal premium crackers. Animal crackers and that. And, and <laughs> we, there, there was a deal. If you finish them all, we give you a Krispy Kreme for dessert. But no, you ended up like wasting some of them and just breaking them up and throwing them around the room. Your mother Listen, and I were very I, disappointed. I couldn't bring myself to eat the kangaroo ones. <laughs> The kiwis, sure, but the kangaroos, those are sacred. Wow, just because it's a flightless <laughs> bird, huh? You think you can, you, you, you can only, you only want to put into your mouth what you know you can kill in a fight? <laughs> yes. <Sick> fuck. <laughs> that, that's how I feel safe. <laughs> I, I, 
It's all to part of honest, the food chain. To be honest, one, the 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 lack of uh, Steve piling in on this, and two, I actually don't know where the joke goes from here. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know what to say, so I'm just sort of ignoring it. Um, <laughs> I got scared. Scared by the the kangaroo or the idea of Seth crouched over a, of, over a kiwi shaped animal cracker eating it while Jim's staring into the camera. You know what? It's a bit of both. Sustenance. Uh, right. Well. Um, uh, yep. Yeah, fuck again. There's no. To be fair, I don't think there's any good segue out of whatever the fuck that conversation just was. But uh, we get to roll into the idea of adults only loot boxes. So. I don't know what sick shit you guys are up to, but adults only loot boxes, really? Now, now you're phrasing that a certain way that I don't like. The actual story is that they want to make it so that only adults can buy loot boxes because it's gambling. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what uh, that's exactly what I was saying, Seth. When when like Australia wants to make it so that. So that it, <laughs> Australia wants to introduce adults-only loot boxes. I don't know which part of that is ambiguous. <laughs> let me let me let me let me spell it out for you. They want to make it so that you can put dildos on Rocket League cars. Is that is that better? Is that closer to? I thought you could. Is, is that, that more accurate? Well, you pl- you are a dildo if you're still playing Rocket League. Am so I, right? I I want people to know that I'm not quiet. I'm just stunned into silence by Patrick. <laughs> It's all fun and games until someone unlocks the BDSM skin for May and Overwatch 2, all right? Okay, you know what? I'm actually going to go do that now. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> it sounds game? like it's right up my alley. Maybe, maybe this law is based. All I'm saying is adults only loot boxes. Kind of, they, they, they can go kind of crazy. All this right after pa- uh, Steven puts us on blast for saying loot shit to him as an eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't funny. Sorry, sorry, Steve. Uh, you're not an adult, so these adults-only loot boxes are not for you. You know what? It's probably for the best. It's, it's like the opposite Actually, you know of tricks, because the... silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Loot yeah, boxes that's are probably for like adults. When you wake up and you gotta pay, like, when you wake up and you're an adult and you gotta pay bills, it's like the same thing. You wake up and you gotta buy loot boxes. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. When you wake up and open the fridge and every day could be a loot box. Especially depending on how, how long it's been since you opened the fridge. No, no, especially depending on, if, if, like, whose fridge it is. So, oh, so an actual question, fridge. how do you think this would affect games that have loot boxes? Because I feel like they're all gone at this point. There's I feel a like lot this of adults-only le- content you have to late. put in loot boxes for that. Yeah. Like, a lot. Yeah, well, it's probably one of those things is, like, people really hate them. The EU did something last year, the year before. They sort of banned them. And it feels and it like really sort of- it feels like two years ago everyone started moving away from loot boxes to go into battle passes instead. Yeah, yeah, which is its own, which is much better than loot boxes. But at the same time, it's like saying instead of eating shit, I'm drinking pit. Like- <laughs> I mean, yes. I know you're going to say, Seth. I'm going to say like a battle pass does reward progress. But you're also paying to earn content. Yes, it does. And that's that's the bad part of it. It's like, why yeah. can't I just pay to have this content? Why do I have to pay okay. and then earn it? But, okay, but that's the same thing where, like, back in the old days, you yeah, would have to have unlocked a character by either finishing story mode or playing versus mode upside down with your mum's credit card. But all of those are, or something. all of those are feasible. A lot of battle passes are like you will do this as your full time job. While yeah, that's true. also having yeah. a full-time job. Like, you yeah, actually yeah. have to put in the nine hours a day that you would do for a proper job to yeah. progress. And even then, or, you have, like, two hours to spare. Yeah, you've got, like, the, the free yeah. battle pass, which you reasonably cannot 
obtain in like a, a normal season and you've got like the paid battle passes gives you like extra stuff plus like additional progress through the normal battle pass and that's it's better than loot boxes because it's not randomized you know what you're going to get and it's probably more of a mental shift for the population to be like you know what i don't have to get everything like as a skin i'm never going to use it especially in like first person shooters but then there's also the point of i paid to tr- i paid for it i want to get it i guess so um but yeah I, maybe that's because i don't fall into the cosmetic mindset i'm built different not not to mention that well i mean we know you are because you said instead of eating shit, you're drinking piss. Um, but uh, not to mention when they put in arbitrary limits of, uh, oh, no, we don't want someone progressing through the battle pass too fast. Only the first three wins contribute towards battle pass and the rest you're just playing for fun. Didn't Halo Infinite get done for that rec- like a couple yeah, of weeks it, after it came out? Yeah, no, when it first launched, like your first game would get you like, what, 200 points. And then, like, your second game will get you 100, then you'll get, like, no more points. Like, just for playing games, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but Same then they changed the, it. Um, the weekly resourcing shit out of, I think it was Pokemon Unite that did that, I think. That was a very monetization-heavy game. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, but, but at the same time, at what point do you have to sort of look in the mirror and be like... I am the money. Well, and be like, you, if you're playing the game for fun, that's one thing. If you're playing a game to complete a battle path, is that still fun for you? Like, if you see it as a chore to go in and be like, oh, I've got to, I have to finish this. Do you really have to finish? I think at that point, it's like, for, for like, a lot of people, it's like, I'm now financially invested in seeing this through, because if I don't, then I've wasted a bunch of money. Well, it's like, Um, it's even worse. It's like buying something that's broke, not broke, it's buying a food and it comes out and it's not good. Do you continue to eat the food or do you throw it out? Like, it's. Let's say a meal is twenty dollars and a battle pass is twenty dollars. Like I know that that's up for discussion, dear listeners. Well, jo- now, I don't know about you, because... but because I spent twenty dollars on that food, I will finish that food even if I hate it. Because well, that's twenty dollars down the drain if I don't. True, but also, uh, are we forgetting the existence of the much like the free battle pass, the free food? Uh, yeah, but then you got to eat too much, and it's like bland. It's like government mandated sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, but but as soon as you drop twenty bucks, it like it comes with seasoning yeah, for the free food. Yeah, then you do have to eat it. Yeah, maybe food analogy isn't the best. <laughs> no, food analogies always work. No, it, it, oh, it's just it's just funny it. that you talk about the uh, the the chore mentality because it's I had that I had that today I had that um, before recording actually, but not even in a battle pass context. So I'm playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart at the moment, right? Where like many games, there's like a weapon upgrade thing of use a weapon enough times, get it to level five, it's now considered fully upgraded. I ran out of ammo on all the weapons that weren't level five. And I, no joke, stared at my weapon screen for like five seconds surrounded by enemies going, I can't use any weapons. <laughs> I have like, yeah. I, I have like, uh, is what, there's like eight? Yeah, eight uh, on a quick select screen. So I'd have 15 odd weapons and there are four that I'm currently leveling up. Uh, is that right? Yeah, four that I'm currently leveling up. So I have 11 other weapons to choose from. And... I just look at my weapon screen and go, I guess I'm using the wrench because all of these others are fully upgraded. Yeah, I've definitely done the same thing. Like, It's, all a, it's a tragic mindset. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, yeah, it is a tragic. It's, it's not specific to Battle Pass, but it's just, it's just funny because it's kind of like, it's the same kind of uh, thought, thought pattern to me, I think. Mm. Of if, I have, if I have like a, um, uh, like a weekly on a Battle Pass, it's like, oh, better get the weekly done. Like at, at the expense of all else, can't, can't you know, have fun playing this other game mode I know I like more because I need to get the weekly out of the way. Gotta play Wonder Woman in this match of uh, of multiverses until I block two attacks. 
mm. with the shield and no one ever throws projectiles. To, to do something crazy and go back to the actual headline for a sec. Insane. Um, How could you? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, one I, more thing I'll say uh, before we wrap this up is that don't forget your most valuable resource is your time. The second you start using more time than you would want to spend on something, right, regardless of whether you're financially invested or not, so always think about your time commitment. Uh, interesting, interesting, uh, that we have a difference of opinion here, Steve. Uh, I would argue your most precious resource is clout and tell me how you can't, uh, and tell me the fastest way to get clout isn't by randomly unboxing the highest rarity item you can get in the loot box. Not just that, by using other people's money to do it. Now that's now- clout. Okay, so you, you gotta, you gotta I- start up a stream, add stream goals onto it saying for every $10 donated, I will unbox one loot box. And what's that? Loot boxes only cost seven dollars. Guess it's a guess. That's a free dollar profit. Mm. I feel like you're telling us this because a streamer did that, and I o- automatically hate them. <laughs> I don't. Anyway. I don't know if it was for profit, but I do know a streamer did a four-hour long stream because people kept donating to him to open up um, Heroes of the Storm boxes. I mean, that, that's kind of like the Cards Against Humanity guys who started a stream and said keep donating and we'll keep digging a hole in the middle of the fucking desert. Yeah, and then people just keep donating, so they had to keep yeah. digging. They, they, they did. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think uh, any regulation in that space is good because loot boxes are clearly quite targeted at kids, but I think you're right in that a lot of companies, particularly after the EU ruling, went, shit, it's only a matter of time before they're on to us. Yeah, <laughs> we've got to pivot into the next scam. pivoting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then Fortnite came along and introduced a new scam. Yeah, they fucking do that. What else really on top of that? But it's not even the well, kids do fall for it, and because they don't have any sense of money, they spend a lot more. But it does sort of trigger that that gambling response in your brain, the same way that um, our good friends at the RSL, the Pokies, trigger it. The next one will be a good one, I swear, fellas. One Every more time you lose, just you're just increasing your chances of winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, one more hit, and I'm closer to the jackpot. Hey, if if you double your money, uh, if if you if you put all of your money on um. Uh, oh shit, what is it? Blackjack or roulette? There's one thing where you, you can double your money so long as you have infinite money and infinite time because you just have to keep putting higher and higher amounts on yeah. it until you win one. Yeah, you know, that's it. You might be a dollar ahead, you might be a million dollars ahead. It is. Uh, anyway, speaking of things that are very hard to do, uh, Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard is looking to be very hard to do. Uh, finally got one. Oh, yes, nailed it. Um, Proud after- of you. Thank you. After a report from the US government that they might be looking to challenge that purchase, which I'm shocked. And it's not <laughs> a, even a hard a mega confirmation. Corp buying another megacorp? <laughs> Crazy. It's not even a hard confirmation they will. It's just a, you know what? It's likely we will. Yeah. We yeah. will we'll look into it. <laughs> not to, not, not to pre, uh, preempt the, uh, another story coming up in the docket with, um, uh, Dr. Allen walking around, but uh, FTC walking around going, I don't know if I'd buy that company if I were you. Yeah, and this is happening right after the European Commission is like, we don't know about this one. <laughs> it's, we all sort of knew it was always going to get this pushback. Um, it is sort of interesting hearing all the arguments that went uh, into so, the UK courts, was it? And it's literally Microsoft saying, we're actually really shit. Sony has much better exclusives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to which Sony's right. reply is Call of Duty's only all, all we got. 
it's not uh it's all we got it's this call of duty is the game and there's yeah, a the lot game of money yeah it's a game you must have the moment that becomes exclusive that's just loss a huge loss of market share yeah, which is I, i'm pretty sure sony's full quote was if we lose call of duty we'll have to start selling ps5 games at 110 bucks a pop <laughs> don't forget they were the first people to do that <laughs> In order to recoup the money lost. You, you know, they, I think he, I think Jim Ryan. PS5. I think Jim Ryan isn't saying that as a, as like an excuse. I think he's saying that as a it's threat. A threat. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Jim Ryan just puts his hands up to the media and says, "Guys, hear me out. If we take Call of Duty away, we're going to have to charge at least fifteen hundred bucks for PSVR two. <laughs> yeah, that'll and, that'll and, really get gears moving. And that's when a journalist puts their hand up and goes. What do those two things have anything to do with each other? And that's when he does the, the Sailor Moon cape and just says, my work here is done, and then runs off the stage. <laughs> how, how, do you remember when um, Robot Chicken did a Nintendo Direct uh, parody thing? Like, it was an official one. <laughs> what? One of, one of the Nintendo E3s on Nintendo Directs, they had Robot Chicken do skits for them, and one of them was um, uh, Reggie's up on stage and someone in the audience goes what about Mother Free and Reggie just looks at them and gives them like laser eyes until they're burned to death <laughs> <laughs> uh, man Nintendo did that yeah no, N- Nintendo been... did that but they, times were crazy in the Wii U era yeah they were fucking desperate sell the bloody thing I hope that's the first page of Reggie's book it's not I've read why, it it's why, not. I, why I laser eyed that kid after asking about Mother 3 <laughs> And other good business decision making from the previous head of Nintendo I, I America. I think he's like the number one reason Mother Free never made it over. He's surely not. I'm surely. Well, he wasn't the CEO in Nintendo until like what early 2000s. Like, yeah, and Mother Free is an early 2000s game. Fuck off! I refuse to believe that. Mother, <laughs> Mother Free is a GBA game. Get fucked. 2006. Jesus. Yeah. When did Mother Two come out? Mother 2 was way older. That's a 90s game. Yeah, I think maybe I thought that's really old. 95, the same age as me, for real. No, it came out in North America in 95. 11 years later, Mother 3. Huh. Lucas came, came out, but interesting. Yeah, Lucas was put in Smash almost right away. Yeah. I, wait, wait, still, still isn't the worst one. Uh, I think Roy was put into Smash Melee before his game even came out in Japan. That's sick. I love that. Ah, Go Roy. I'm a Roy main now. Really? Sorry to hear that. Roy's our boy. My boy Roy. Um, jumping, jumping back for a sec. Uh, so, I, I have this really, really nice nuanced take on whether Microsoft should buy Activision Blizzard. I don't think they should. Not because of all the version exclusivity and everything else, all that. I just want to be the one to cut the cord on, um, on Bobby Kotick's Golden Parachute. Oh yeah, no, like, Activision is super desperate to be bought out by Microsoft. They have no reason to be desperate to be bought out, I feel. But they're like, no, please let Microsoft buy us out because Bobby Kotick really wants its golden parachute. Yeah, they probably they don't forget this. It's Activision Blizzard King. It's yeah. the King thing that Microsoft want. That's the real money maker. Um, you'll finally be able to get um, Candy Crush and Candy Crush on it, on. It's on, just that Call of Duty is such a big market yeah. share thing that that's where which all is, the discussion is. Which is interesting because in the last couple of years. I don't think I know anybody that still plays Call of Duty or actually even thinks it's a good game. I know people that buy them and think they're not good games, but they they still <laughs> buy them consistently. Jesus. 
they're still consistently some of the best-selling games on the market. <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Guys. <laughs> People buy them every year, even knowing they're not good games. Guys, it's literally Pokemon. No, no, Pokemon's a good game. It's just technically not... It's not the best game it can be. We, we will talk about that at some point. Hopefully next <laughs> week. Hopefully next week. Um, yeah, I'm good to move on from this one. Any final thoughts from anyone? Uh, both Microsoft... you guys <laughs> All, all parties involved in this, Sony, Microsoft, and Activision have been incredibly funny and pathetic the entire time. I, I, I hope this goes on for another year just so I can keep laughing at how desperate all three companies are. Yeah, and- it definitely feels like Sony is screaming, for better or worse, I don't know. But And it, obviously they have to scream, but this is the way they're screaming. It's very weird. I, I, think, I also think Microsoft's going, no, please, we've, we've got such a small penis, let us buy them, is also pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um it just reminds me of oh, shoot, wonder if I can pull it up quickly. Uh uh yeah. <laughs> it's just um what 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 I what I want the the ultimate end goal of this to be is that Elon Musk buys some combination of of uh Microsoft and Activision Blizzard and just runs it into the ground like he's doing with Twitter. He just buys Call of Duty. <laughs> he doesn't buy anything else. He just buys Call of Duty. Just reminds me of a um of a tweet. Uh, uh it's it's probably not what would normally cover in, in the news docket, but just because it came up recently of um Elon Musk basically confirming that if Apple pulls Twitter from its app store, that he is apparently willing to make his own smartphone. That'd be I very w- funny. I would, I would pay good money to see that crash and burn. No, no, you no, pay no, money the, to see that crash and burn. That's funny. I wouldn't well, pay the, anything. The thing at all. is, you you can pay money to buy one of the phones and that it would crash and burn. Um. But uh, my, my favorite take of that was all the people saying uh, Elon Musk's going to put Apple out of business and, and some, some uh, absolute, uh, absolute massive wrinkled cranium man uh, asks if, whether Elon Musk putting Apple out of business is because he bought Apple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, but do you, think, well, though, do you think Elon Musk's phones would also attack children? <laughs> Yeah. There's a um, there, there's there's a quiz you can do of uh, who said it, Elon Musk or, or Mr. Burns. Uh, <laughs> the, the, oh, the, the, the quiz is not as clear cut as you might think. <laughs> yeah, no. Every time those quizzes pop up, they're not as easy as you think they'd be. I got fifty three percent when I did it. Um, uh, anyway, uh, in, enjoy 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 the laughing. Enjoy the laughing. Mm-hmm. Got got the funnies because the next story is 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 no no ha-has, no ha-has allowed. Uh, not funny. Um. Nintendo, a proud history of hating its fans, uh, hated its fans today, or yesterday. Oh. Remember, last, remember that ha-ha hours. funny joke about Mother 3? What if it wasn't ha-ha funny, and what if it was about <laughs> Smash? <laughs> and what if it was right now? <laughs> but, but what if Reggie had nothing to do with it, probably? I'd believe uh, it this time. It's gonna be really hard to sum up what's happening here. Basically, uh, actually, do, do you have a better grasp on this, Seth? Kind of, but I, I can, not I really? can bumble my way through bullet points. I'll, I'll, I'll try bumbling my way through bullet points. Yeah, no, because um, I'd also be doing the exact same thing. Cool. Probably should have prepared this before. Oh, well. Um, basically, uh, there are two kind of world championship events for Smash. Uh, the first one that got hit was the Smash World Tour. Well, I, I was going to give a little bit more context in that um, there's, there, there's what the Smash World Tour and then what, what was the Pandas one? Uh, uh, I think it's just uh, Panda Welts or Panda, Panda Global. Welts. 
No, Panda pa Global's Panda the Global company, but I think it's Panda Global Cup. Oh, pa Panda Express? <laughs> oh, choice. We don't have enough of uh, those in Australia, to be honest. Let, 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 let's, let's call it the Panda Cup. I, I, I don't know. Um, so Smash Worlds um, were, was uh, to be run by uh, VG Bootcamp. Um, chances are if, if you're- No, no, in, Smash in World our... is its own thing. VG Bootcamp oh. is another one. Shit. Okay. You see, this, this, this is why it's confusing. Um, chances are, if you're in the Smash community, you probably already have a better handle on this and you're screaming at, at what you're listening to this on. But um, uh, basically, there were a couple of Smash World Cups for, in, in, in real broad strokes, a couple World Cups on, where uh, one was hosted by a... Uh, so until now, um, Nintendo hasn't licensed or denied the license of running Smash tournaments. So... You can run a Smash tournament, and the main stipulation was that as long as you're not modding, modding the game, Nintendo was, broadly speaking, not going to get in your way if you tried to run it. And so that's how it's always been for the past 20-something years. And then, uh, so that, that leads us to um, this year, where there was going to be two kind of World Cup-style events uh, in, I think both happening in December, actually. Could be wrong on that. where. Um, one of them, well, bo both of them had this kind of invitational aspect of a bunch of events throughout the year would give you points, and then the points would give you a better chance of competing in these world tour events. Uh, and so uh, one of them was the Pandas Cup, which was run by the Panda Esports Org, headed by yeah. a guy called Dr. Allen. So it's and the so Panda Circuit run by Panda Global. I feel like I've seen Panda Global in something related to Rick and Morty. I don't quite know what, but Panda Global- Big Panda wants you to think. Maybe. Panda Global feels like something I've seen before, but I don't know where. Um, maybe in relation to this, I don't know. But, uh, so Dr. Allen, the head of Panda Esports, um, went around and basically got Nintendo to license his event. And, uh, and so everyone was like, okay, fine, you've like, like your, your event has been licensed, but Nintendo, until this point, hasn't really cared about whether events have been licensed or not. Yeah, and it's not and an so, exclusive license either, it's just yeah. a license they handed out so Panda could say, hey, we're official. Yeah. And so uh, part of that, I don't want to butcher too many of the details, but Dr. Allen really wanted there to be a broadcasting rights attached to that license as well, where uh, he tried to strong arm Beyond the Summit, who yes. would have covered it, into giving Panda exclusive broadcasting rights for it as well. And Beyond the Summit basically told him to go get fucked, which, fair. Um, and so, as a man uh, that cannot take the the answer, no. Yeah, and so, uh, basically, led to him going and strong arming whichever contact he has at Nintendo to start trying to shut down all of the unlicensed Smash events. I'm skipping over a bunch of details. Ludwig actually covers this really well on his Mogul Mail channel. Uh, that goes into better detail. He's also more embedded in the Smash community than I am. I wouldn't consider myself part of the community, but, uh. Fast forward to the last sort of 24 hours and Nintendo has, uh, by virtue of events not being licensed, shut down unlicensed events uh, for the future. Meaning that the only event that can go ahead is the Panda Global thing. Yeah, it's, not, the even, it's not even like they've cancelled all of them, but the fear of God is being set into so many of them. So they've hit the Smash World Tour, uh, who yeah. they sent... Uh, Basically, a decent assist 
it, it wasn't it wasn't like a hard one but they were like look you have to shut this down sort of thing being trying to be polite in like the their contacts with them was reaching out to them and saying look we're we're gonna need you to shut this down and that happened right before thanksgiving like the day before thanksgiving so and this is for a tournament that's in two weeks yeah so smash world tour is going to go under basically because they're going to owe a lot of people money they've got a lot of cancellation fees to cover uh they got to refund a lot of people that were going to come out to them so this is hurting them pretty badly and basically ruined their entire holiday weekend. I think it goes beyond that. It's ruined possibly the future of their existence. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I'm just, at this point, I'm just kind of picking up the rest of the story for Patrick. Um, yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, because that fear of God is being set into the entire community now, um, BG Bootcamp has also come out and said, hey, look, we haven't been told anything by Nintendo, but because of what's been going on, we're kind of, um, we're, we're scared for ourselves, and so we're also going to be shutting down any future events for the foreseeable future, um, just because we want to keep ourselves and our fans safe, um, like, financially, and any major events in 2023, we're uncertain about if we're going to be doing any of those. Um, they, they haven't officially been sent any cease and desist by Nintendo. They're just kind of getting it ahead of time before something does happen to them. And this is all because the CEO of Panda Global is kind of strong arming the competitive community to go all go under Panda Global. But it's, it's so strange. Like, what kind of charismatic guy must he be to be like, you know what, Nintendo, you've been all right, but now you're yeah. ours. Like... This wild speculation yeah. for me is probably that Nintendo didn't think there was any exclusive deals, but maybe there's like certain lawyer wording in the contract that the that Panda's kind of strong arming them into doing it. Ah, uh, they snuck it in the dog. Maybe yeah. that that's kind of it's, like my head theory at the moment, and yeah, it's, maybe it's, Nintendo can't get out of the contracts. Like there, there haven't been too many official statements issued by party because this is all sort of the last twenty four hours type stuff. But yeah, it's uh, only the, statements the, from the people that are closing down their shops at the moment. Yeah, the the part that we haven't hit on this is that uh, it's been reported that throughout this year, Doctor Allen slash Head of Pandas has been going to various events saying, "Hey, you probably want to partner with us because we're licensed. I wouldn't partner with the other guys because they're not going to be around next year." Yeah, that that's also Whoa. extremely scummy. Like he's been yeah. taking away other people's opportunities by going, uh, basically strong arming the entire community and events scene. Going, yeah, no, other people won't exist, but we will. We we yeah. we have a bright smash community, bright smash future. But everyone else is going to go down next year because Nintendo will shut them down. Apparently, um, earlier in the year when these uh tournaments were being set up, uh. He didn't want events, so uh, the whole point system that I talked about just before, um, the events that you could get points at uh, for Smash World Tour, they, the organizers of that said, oh yeah, no, like uh, we don't care if the event that you host gives points for Smash World Tour or Panda Global. Like just, you know, it's a Smash tournament, fine, just have at it, we'll, we'll figure out the points. And apparently uh, he really early on was like, no, 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 if you want it to be uh, qualifying for Panda for Panda Global at the end of the year, you cannot have any links to Smash World Tour. 
and so then a bunch of the tour, uh, a bunch of the events just went okay i guess we're not doing panda world tour and then he went back and said okay you know you know what no if if it's uh if, if it's linked to other tournaments fine <laughs> just absolutely so they, they uh, actually handed his ass to him on a silver platter for that specific thing that that is my understanding of it uh this is all yeah I, I don't know if that's confirmed, but that, that is what I have heard via secondhand information. Yeah, no, but this is an extremely shitty situation, and this one guy is trying to monopolize the entire Smash tournament scene, which is kind of shitty. Like, imagine, imagine Evo saying, hey, we got the license to stream uh, Guilty Gear, and no one else is allowed to stream Guilty Gear for the rest of the year now. By doing the world a favor. <laughs> there I said it. It's, it's just, it, it's. So much of this is just intention reading on on my part, but if you're part of a community, you want to celebrate that in every way that you can, right? Like the 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 best outcome. I, I I'm not in the Smash community, but if there's a tournament on, hell yeah, I want to watch Smash because it's just it's interesting. I'm fucking the the shittiest player you've ever seen at it, but it's interesting for me to watch it. And so, uh, if there's a tournament on, like, I don't know, Dota is an example where, uh, you know, I watch TI and I watch the majors and other bits and pieces when I can, but the best case scenario for me is that there's a tournament on all the time for Dota because it's just more professional Dota and it's great. The worst case is that it gets monopolized by one person and, uh, and it shuts down or it's at the detriment of what would otherwise be all these other events that are on. Now... Dota's in a weird spot because Dota has crazy large prize pools and backing from Valve and everything else. Smash doesn't because Nintendo really likes fucking over Smash fans. So most people that are involved with running these sorts of tournaments either just break even or probably lose money in a lot of cases. So the intentions of shutting down unlicensed events so that you can run the one licensed one is not only you not celebrating the whole, like, function of being in a really fun sort of video game community but also actively fucking over other people in that community it's crazy to me yeah it's i and yeah i'm not in the community either but from what i've been seeing on twitter it seems like there's going to be a pretty heavy boycott but will those actually go ahead type of thing i'm very interested to see if the community actually rebels against it so the the boycott's really interesting because those i'll i'll, I'll jump back to you in a sec Seth just because there, there's a really interesting parallel that happened a couple months ago I think where um a bunch of rich oil I want to call them oil barons or sheiks oh, that's the golf example all right tycoons yeah 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 the, the golf example exactly where they they went we have a shit ton of money let's set up our own professional golfing league and PGA said fuck no if you go and play for them you're out of the PGA tour and so at the time, quite a few people were like, well, no one's going to go and no one's going to go to this other new one. But it doesn't like it's not about money. No, like no amounts of money would make me abandon all my. And then they just start adding more and more zeros to the prize pool. <laughs> and then eventually, eventually people crack. Right. Because eventually there's enough zeros. Eventually there are enough zeros. And so all I'm saying is it'll be really interesting because, you know, Smash isn't a super well paid um, community. It's, you know, it's it, all grassroots. It passion, and, yeah, yeah, it's a grassroots passion project. So there's every possibility that if Pandas is the only tournament going, they could just find a number that gets people to come along, regardless of people wanting to boycott it or not. Yeah, uh, what were you going to say before? 
Yeah, so it's kind of along those lines. It more of uh, you know, if Nintendo's not supporting the Smash community and you know shutting down tournaments now because they're not being licensed and they won't license other people. Uh, do you guys know what other game does support their community and keeps adding more money into the prize pools, even though it's financially stupid to do so because they're not selling too well? Nick Allstar. <laughs> no way. Get Fox. They actually have, like, they've actually been invested in their tournament scene, so maybe Smash players should go on over to that game. <laughs> Holy shit, the Smash killer is real. The developers actually care about their players there. Mm, that very is so interesting, funny. Huh? Mm-hmm. That game's not dead at all. Multiverses also uh, supports their tournaments when they happen. I haven't heard of any Multiverses tournaments happening since Evo, though, which was yeah, a good few months yeah. ago at this point. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have too much more to add. Uh, I'm sure over the next 48, 72 hours, there will be a whole bunch more that will come out about this. But for now, at least, my uh, assumed position is uh, fuck pandas, fuck Dr. Allen. Uh, but that is said without hearing his side of the story. It could be that this is a very one-sided, completely misinterpreted situation, but yeah, and that's we, we where don't I'm know how much. Imagine like two years from now, he comes out with a statement with receipts showing that everyone else was actually <laughs> really <laughs> shitty towards him, all yeah, Mick yeah. Gordon style. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see like what Nintendo, we'll, we'll never actually know, but like how Nintendo is managing it internally. I don't know. We'll never know how Nintendo's handling internally. Yeah. The the thing is, because of Nintendo's track record, I think that is the that is the least interesting part of the story. Because remember, in oh. in in the in the best case possible, Nintendo doesn't give a shit about people running tournaments. Like if everything goes back to the way it was, Nintendo doesn't give yeah. a shit about people running tournaments. So yeah. I I to some extent don't really care about how Nintendo feels about this because it seems like all of the decisions being made about this are not Nintendo decisions. Yeah, like, the the best part of this story from Nintendo's side is that the people in contact with all the tournament organizers were very supportive and like, yeah, no, we want to give you these licenses, we just gotta go to our higher-ups and see what happens yeah. with that, and then the higher-ups just do not get back to anyone for months on end until it's too late and this happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very stark contrast to, like, the Pokemon VDC community, but... Mm. Man, does, yeah, Nint- does Nintendo even support that, or is that all the Pokemon company? That's all the Pokemon company. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, does Nintendo support Splatoon, or is that also the I Pokemon think, company? I think they actually do support Splatoon. Basically. That's a shame. <laughs> Officially licensed Splatoon tournaments. <laughs> Saying that out loud just makes me act- Just actually just makes me think of running a daycare. I, I played uh, Splatoon mm. 2 for 30 minutes. I handed some 12-year-olds their asses, and then I got paired against some Japanese players that absolutely smokes me. You actually that is, got- That is the you actually got bully experience. Hunted. You got bully hunted hard, my friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't have anything more to say on this. Uh, I'm good to move on. Anyone else? Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, I'm also good let's to move on. It, let's see how it unfolds. Cool. Uh, ending with, depending on your perspective, much happier news. <laughs> we got a new Super Mario Bros. trailer. Uh, this one, I think, was really funny because it was streamed Nintendo Direct style as the previous trailer was, where they uh, start the broadcast, wait 15, 20 minutes. Uh, no, I think it was like closer sorry, to 40. Waited. Uh, okay, well, that's, that's way worse. Let, let, let's split the difference and assume 30 minutes. Waited 30 minutes, uh, put a timer on screen counting down another five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's Mi- Mi- Miyamoto-san not- jumps on. 
um, introduces uh, Anya Taylor, uh, Anya Taylor Joy as Peach and Seth Rogen as DK, uh, and then drops the trailer. Where they they also talk- have a segment where Seth Rogen's talking for a little bit as like his experience with being Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And same with Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, okay. I didn't um, see the Anya Taylor Joy part. I only oh, saw okay. the Seth Rogen part. Yeah, yeah, but it was funny to me that in the trailer they then showed DK makes no sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking actually, nuts. Actually just hit him with the Pokemon Scarlet Violet voice acting gap. <laughs> it would have been, it would have actually made more sense to have Charlie Day on this segment because Luigi gets was, a lot of lines in this. I was thinking the exact same thing. That uh, is Jack Black. He wasn't on it either, but he was on the last one, I guess. Wasn't he? I he was think on the Jack last Black list. went and did something else on the side though, because I'm seeing, I saw him trending earlier with a guitar. Nice. Oh. Oh, tenacious D's back. <laughs> yeah. They never yeah, leave. I, it's, it's Tenacious E now. Um, apart from that one part in the trailer where Mario says, uh, let's go, um, I really liked it. Yeah, no, this it's, is a really good trailer. Yeah, they're definitely showing a bit too much at this stage. Like the last probably minute of that trailer, I'm like, oh, this definitely comes from like important parts of the story. Like, I'm, I'm expecting there to be one more trailer, probably with... Um... Uh, Keegan Michael Key and Charlie Day, yeah, uh, yeah, Keegan I that. In, in in a same kind of announcement sort of fashion is what I mean. Like, because uh, comes out, uh, shoot, April, April, yeah, April the fifth, the day before my birthday is. The number of times you've dropped hints as to what your birthday is. No, no, he <laughs> he said this the last time we talked about the Mario movie. I specifically remember him saying it was coming out a day before, and I making the threats that I'll get him a ticket for his birthday present. Good, that's based. I'm not paying fucking full price for a movie ticket. <laughs> cheap Tuesdays isn't cheap anymore. You go to a movie theater, they hold you up at knife point and say, hey, it's $20 for a fucking Malt- one Malteser. And I'm like, I don't want to buy that. And they're like, well, sorry, go home then. When I went to watch the, the menu, uh, now, I didn't have any intention on buying popcorn or drinks. I went after dinner where I'd already eaten. But I'm pretty sure if I wanted to buy a popcorn drink combo, it would have cost me something in the ballpark of 15 to 20 bucks. You know, I think Fuck, last time is- we went to the cinemas, uh, buying two tickets, uh, popcorn and drinks came up to 50 to $60. Fucking yeah. hell. I've bandits tax. Like, <laughs> and they went, oh no, the piracy is hurting our industry. I don't care. <laughs> Lower your prices. <laughs> and you wouldn't and download, the- hey, hey, you wouldn't download a couple's combo from event cinemas, all right? I would. Go to the IGA and shoplift one. No, Ches- the chairs are see, more comfortable. Like what? Avatar 2 is coming out soon and they're going to make like a quadrillion dollars and they're going to look at ticket sales like they sold 10 tickets and then made like a billion dollars from that. <laughs> this is what... Uh, look, I'm sorry I'm and, getting and hated. Like, like nine of those tickets was just the midnight premiere. <laughs> none of those tickets are fucking James Cameron. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, to, to, to go back to the trailer, um, yeah, I... I suspect I probably will end up watching this in theaters. Oh yeah, no, I, I will as well. Really? In theaters? Bam. Well, I mean, I, I oh. get free movie tickets. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Perks, you really think you job, know baby. someone? Yeah. I don't think I've given you my most recent address because I never got one in the mail. You don't want to <laughs> give me the address now? Uh, yeah, but I'll need the Facebook Messenger password first. I'll send it. I'll send it to you in a secure link like that. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. Um, I. I still yeah. think that Mario and Luigi look off in this movie, by the way. Like, they look close enough to being their game versions, <laughs> but their faces are just slightly off that it's off-putting. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. Um, I was going to say, uh, 
I, you know, all of the Linda Belcher memes of, of, of um, Chris Pratt slash Mario aside, every time I hear Jack Black just voice Bowser in this film, I like, holy shit. <laughs> so, so we've all seen the renders, by the way, like the movie poster renders of each individual character, right? Yes. yes. And they're, I've they're, seen them with inappropriate drawings over the top of them as well. <laughs> I haven't seen those. But uh, my thing is that I, uh, looking at the Princess Peach, Peach one, I feel like she's going to call me. Yeah, so anyway, my favorite part about the trailer was the cart scene. And then, of course, he's in, that, he's in a cart and he goes onto a track. And what track is that, my friends? Uh, chocolate thought. Oh. Yeah, you know, I've seen the Rainbow Mountain? Road scene in the, uh, the French dub and he actually does the Wahoo like game Mario sounds you know, like so yeah, yeah that's the thing whoever they have doing the the french mario voice is basically um i'm not watching french mario god damn i've forgotten the guy's name uh chris martinet oh charles martinet yeah. charles yeah yeah that, 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 yeah Ch- charles martinet um french mario sounds really close to charles martinet yeah it's it's actually fantastic there also, are different versions of um the at least the first i'm assuming the same guys are gonna do the second trailer as well but the first trailer where the only thing swapped is french mario <laughs> Yeah, that's going to happen as soon as the um the Blu-rays of this movie release, yeah, and people have no. like all all the editing tools they need. By the way, this is this is more of aimed at Steven just to give him a headache. Um, in in Japan, Mario is voiced by the guy that does Riku's voice in Kingdom Hearts, and Luigi is voiced by the guy that does Yozora's voice in Kingdom Hearts. Look. Look, friends, we're mates. Uh, fucking friends. Seth, we're mates. So I'm going to say this once, and I want you to really take this to heart. No. Kingdom I heart. don't fucking care. If, if somebody is watching the Japanese dub of this, what's the fucking point, man? Oh, no, like, I, just, I just thought it was extremely funny because both those characters look like they're just copy and pasted. That so is having, true, I guess. So having both their voice actors being the Mario Brothers is really good. Well, when you think about it, Riku's the brother that we all wanted but never had. It's, it's true. Riku is Riku is the sexy, sexy guy we all wanted to be. That's uh, not well, what I said at all, Henry my Cavill, So, <laughs> not what I said at all. And with that, we come full circle back to Henry Cavill jokes. Um, hey, all right. So, anyways, I've I've got my shirt off, right? I'm trying to <laughs> screw in the PCR thing to the the RAM, and then uh, my belly's <laughs> in the way, and I don't know what to do. Uh, now, if, you, if you lost that belly and replaced it with a six pack, you might have a chance. See, the, but, the, the trick is. Then where will if I you rest it, my snacks? No, no, if, if you do it while on your back, you can use your six pack to store the different size screws. Oh, yeah, one pack for each size screw. But then, like, usually at the moment, what I do is like, I sort of just screw a beer into it. A beer on one side, <laughs> chips on the other. I love if the there's idea no of beer, you're, like, just, building like, a PC, but it's, it, you've got the, like, beer cap on where it's, like, two cans of beer and a hard hat. With a straw. <laughs> and you're just going, and like you're shirtless, of course, because why not? And oh, you're just summer. seeing whether you, <laughs> and you're seeing which starts first, either, uh, oh, I guess it's kind of a start and stop joke. Uh, uh, anyway, you, 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 you get, you get, you get the I got point. the, I got the picture. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah like, let's just leave it there. Yeah. Fair. I said uh, the funniest thing. Good, good point to end it on. True. Uh, with that, we come to the end of the news. Do we have an audience Actually, one, one final note. Oh, one final course. note uh, in the movie. Here he comes. Yeah. That's Diddy Kong in it. I mean, yes, that wasn't going to be one, my one final note, but if you want to make that yours. Yeah, uh, sure. It's got Diddy Kong no in. longer said the funniest thing. Ah! <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, the last trailer was like, some people held out hope that 
maybe, just maybe, it was that one line that Chris Pratt said that was really bad, like the let's it go was really bad. But no, this uh, this entire trailer has him talking a lot more throughout it, and it's just like, yeah, no, they could have got literally anyone else and it would have been better. Literally anyone else. Could have gotten you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, H- H- John Benjamin would have been great. Don't know who that is. Um, Archer. Terry Crews. Oh, Archie, cool, yeah. H. John Benjamin's Archer slash Bob from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, no, um, that would have been really good. It's, it's just because he only has one voice, and it's a speaking <laughs> voice. Yeah, the, the, the man's a voice actor, and he doesn't change his voice at all. It's fantastic. Yeah, they are getting definitely big artists to sort of carry this movie. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely a hire this man because his name is big, and it'll sell tickets. I'm surprised there's not more Marvel um, voices that the world are looking for. Surprises that Robbie Dad, Robert Downey Jr. You know what? That's it. I'm writing a letter to Miyamoto right now. Man, that'd be such a shit movie if he was. All right, man. Yeah, okay. I've had my winch for a bit. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Your winch. You- no, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Thank you very. Thank you for listening. Sweet. Well, uh, audience question for this week: Frosty the Snowman writes in, "What's your favorite dessert?" <laughs> Do I have to say the next bit? Yeah, you do have to say the next bit. Frosty would want it. He, Frosty took the time to think of this email and send it through, and you're going to read half of it. Man, sorry, Frosty. Look, sorry you got such a bad host. Frosty the snowman writes in and says, what is your favorite dessert? Mine is your mother. <laughs> I, I don't know what's funnier, the fact that Sir Frosty the snowman wrote that or how defeated Patrick sounded reading it out. But that's just part of my incredible ranges of voice act. <laughs> um, Our very yeah, own so- Mario, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Wahoo. Um, Let's go. N- n- Nintendo, hire this man. Um, favorite dessert? Well, uh, very easy for me. I am from New Zealand. Pavlova. You know, Frosty said that his favorite was, um, was my mother, but I feel like he might also like sticky date. Do you like sticky date? No. So it can't be your favorite dessert. It, it can't be my favorite dessert, but I'm saying it might be Frosty's. Right. I reckon, I reckon Frosty's more of a baked Alaska guy. Or, um, or what's the other one? Ambrosia. I've been on mute for like five minutes saying, what well, is bullshit? And no one's listened to me, man. <laughs> idiot. I feel like he might also- The before you unmuted was me thinking, man, Steve's been quiet. He probably <laughs> muted himself again, the dumbass. I feel like uh. Frosty might like some Puerto Rican bonbons. Okay, so what the? Okay, let, let's just ignore that. I don't know what the fuck those are. I reckon Frosty the um, Snowman is just a puddle of water at the moment. Probably not eating a lot. Getting a bit warm out there. I uh, know he's Amer- he's an American character and it's winter over there. Yeah. But okay, so for the sticky date pudding one, I oh, fucking there's a plane coming overhead. That's why I keep muting myself. This is gonna be great editing. Um, hang on, I'll wait for it to stick. go over. So while we're waiting on Stephen, um, I actually don't know what my favorite dessert would be. Um, I, I, maybe, maybe apple pie with ice cream. That's, that's two desserts. Pretty good. It's two, des- it's two desserts coming together <laughs> to make one. All right. All right. So I, um, raise you that and I checkmate you with a chicken curry pie with whipped cream. That, that sounds, chicken curry pie sounds like an awful dessert. The whipped cream, but makes it, okay. <laughs> that made me sick just even saying it. Uh, I like the photo frog ice think cream. This has been, I think this has been a valuable lesson in uh, the critical thinking of just because you can say something out loud <laughs> does not mean you should.
That's not going to stop me. You know what, Patrick, since you went all New Zealand and Pavlova, I will go for the Australian National Treasure and say Golden Gate time. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I, I really thought you were about to start something and say, I will go with the Australian uh, treasure and go with Pavlova. <laughs> the the go, true Australian treasure, Lamingtons. Vegemite. 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 On what? On a, on a chicken curry pie it's, with whipped cream. It's apple pie, but instead of apple, it's Vegemite. Vegemite pie, eh? Yeah, you might be under something there. Steven strikes me as the type of person that'll just get a spoon and dig it into the Vegemite jar. Yuck, absolutely not. I caught my dad doing that one time. It was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's really Back like a shredded my... cheese goblin in, in front of the fridge at 1am, but it's Vegemite. The shredded cheese goblin is way too relatable. Um, in, uh, in my first year at uni, when I was staying at a hall, um, we'd always do like a, like a hot chocolate slash like late night toast sort of run, like after a after a bunch of studying and eventually turning into the degenerate that you, that you see before you or hear before you, um, we got into this fun game of, uh, let's just see, uh, it, it was kind of like we, we were bored enough. That it was like, let's see what random shit we can find in a kitchen late at night, uh, and then turn it into a meal that, uh, it wasn't even like a daring each other to eat. It was just seeing how far people would go if they were hungry enough. And, uh, I learned pretty quickly that I'm absolutely okay with just eating raw, raw Vegemite out of a jar. Ugh. Yeah, you're the gremlin. Are you my dad? <laughs> Wait, how old did you say you were? Eight? Uh, yeah, it could be. Seth, you can be the weird uncle. Wait, okay, sure. Actually, Seth, Seth, Seth is very... I, I could definitely see Seth being Uncle Fester. Don't know who that is either. I take that as really? a great insult. Well... First of all, you shouldn't, because Uncle Fester is one of the best characters. Second of all, it's Adam's family. What is wrong with you? Oh, no, yeah, Uncle Fester's pretty cool. He was, he was played by Christopher Lloyd. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Anyway, um, somehow we spent six minutes on this. I answered this in 30 seconds. How are we still going? Seth, favorite dessert? Uh, golden golden gay time. time. Yeah, cool. Steve, <laughs> favorite dessert? Uh, waffles with ice cream. That's this week's dessert. God, waffles. At least pick pancakes. Uh, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. Like, you know, I'm You know what? Being, I'm gonna, being, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something very controversial. So when I was in America, I was at a diner and I got chicken and waffles for lunch. Oh, the fried chicken waffle combo? Yeah. Mwah, fantastic. Ma- maple syrup on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, nice. Actually, you know, it's always, it was chicken, waffles and bacon with now, maple now, syrup. Patrick, are you going to say that this is actually a Canadian invention? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure that that's very American. Yeah. But at the same place, I stayed on and the waitress was like, do you want dessert? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, what's your dessert menu? And they had Pumpkin waffles pie. and ice cream. And then I got that. And the lady was like, didn't you just get waffles? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I felt really ashamed. But at the same time, the waffles came out and I finished them. And I was like, hmm. There's a, um, there's a place uh, uh, here in Auckland called the Bald, the Bald Eagle Diner. Uh, and they do, they do chicken and waffles and like big way over the top milkshakes. And so oh, I love uh, milkshakes. Went there for a, um, for a birthday celebration. Oh my God, I think that was last year now. Oh my God, that was last year. <laughs> Went there for a birthday celebration a year ago. Shit, I need to go back. So good. It's the sort of thing that like you, you, your, your body will give up on you if you have it more than like once every few months. But the one time that like you're in the window where you can have it, it's great. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Wow, oh, it looks all right. Nickaboko Glory, eh? B-E-D Waffles. Yeah, Bald Eagle Dino Waffles. Ah, of course, of course. Yeah. Oh, God, that looks good. 
Oh. I mean, hey, you, you, you want to come around? We, we'll, get, we'll get some chicken, get some waffles. Yeah, then we'll stop over in South Island and get a chur burger. You mean, you mean Ferg burger? As, oh, fuck. Ferg burger. But you say chur. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. You say chur to the people at Ferg burger. Or if there's a line at Ferg burger, you can go to Devil Burger, which is around the corner. No, nah, you, you go between like after two but before five. That's what Josh and I did when we went. Okay, okay. Controversial for at least New Zealand. I think the best burgers that I've ever had in New Zealand are actually uh, in Auckland from The Chosen Bun. The Chosen Bun. Just the, the Chosen Bun. The Chosen Bun. And you know it. what? Even crazier than that, my favorite burger is the, the Chosen Bun Burger. 13 buck and absolutely delicious. Like the other burgers are great. Don't get me wrong. But like in terms of the... Um, uh, I, I will have nine times out of 10, just the, the, the cheapest, the, the, the chosen bun. It's the standard, one, one standard chosen bun. So good. Yeah. Well, can't currently take online order. Kiwi lamb, eh? Better than Australian lamb. Anyway, so now we've been doing nine minutes for favorite dessert. Now we've, we answered this at like six minutes. So yeah, we got, we, we've looped back to dinner chat. <laughs> Big daddy's birds, burgers. You have no Australia. idea how much I want chicken and waffles now, Steve. Also, yeah. also a peek behind the curtain. We've been recording for about three hours now. Yeah, sorry. This is supposed to be a quiet one. <laughs> All right, let's call it. Sign us off, Pat. Take us home. I, I feel like putting the three hours into Patrick's field of view actually just broke him. No, I'm here. I, I, I've, I've been watching it tick up, but I've, I've been okay with how it's, how it's been going. It's been um, funny. But hopefully that answers your question, Frosty the Snowman, whoever you may be. Uh, if you will Say hi to mum for question. me. <laughs> please, please. please <laughs> so one thing that got missed is with the sticky date pudding. I was like, oh, that's probably what happens after your mum. But the moments pass. That, that, that was the joke of bringing up sticky date pudding. Oh, yeah. You, you fell into my trap card. You know what? We're not even, I, I, if, if this is the level of, uh, of, of question that gets sent in, uh, then I don't want people to get in touch. I definitely don't want people to send questions to at Fast Travel Lounge minus one of the L's on Twitter or Fast Travel Lounge on Facebook or FastTravelLounge at gmail.com. And uh, if, if they were there, um, definitely uh, if they really wanted to, to mess with me, um, going in and liking and subscribing to wherever they listen to this because, man, that would really grind my gears. Uh, fuck you, Frosty. Uh, we're at the end of episode 52 it's been a, it's been a year of content he's definitely well getting went. fucked in some capacity okay you need to stop talking <laughs> um, uh, yeah the, the end of a year year of content if you're listening one episode per week crazy that we've made it this far uh, this was not, not even... how we planned this episode to go by the way <laughs> definitely not but uh, while we're here um, hopefully Pokemon chat next week we'll have to Wait and see if if uh, Josh can escape Clown College for long enough to record. We'll have to have to find out. But until then, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth and Steve, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Good luck to Australia in the World Cup. Football is coming home 